Hello there, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Two Sons Podcast. If this is your first time joining us, welcome to your first episode of Two Sons Podcast. If this is your third, second, 40th, 35th, 27th, welcome back to another episode of Two Sons Podcast. While we're on the topic of Two Sons Podcast, because this is Two Sons Podcast, this should actually be our 49th episode. So we are one episode away from 50, and I, I'm thinking we got to do something pretty special for 50. Uh, don't know what it is yet, uh, but we'll figure that out in uh, time. Uh, as usual, I am your host, Joey Karuba, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host of a brother, good old Philip. Um, and we are very excited to be back today. Excuse me, I'm just itching my leg. Um, we are very excited to be back today. Uh, again, apologies for the lack of everything. Uh, I know I probably say this every other week or so, but um, it's impossible for us to keep a set schedule, at least of right now. Again, hoping for a lot of things around the corner and stuff. But um, as long as we get stuff out, we get stuff out. And, you know, that's the important thing. Um, so before we get into everything uh, today, uh, the topic of our episode is we're going to do another little bracket breakdown similar to how we did with the Pixar movies. Excuse me, but we are, be, we are going to be talking about Disney animated and live action uh, films. So you may be asking, random Two Sons podcast viewer, hey, Two Sons podcast, um, animated blows live action out of the water. You know, I can agree, but I can disagree. Now, this isn't necessarily going to be based on how much money things have made. This isn't going to be based on, you know, it's it, this is going to be our personal opinions. We might debate some things. I don't know how heavily we may feel about some things because in Disney's game, um, a lot of live actions definitely have not met up to par with animated, but we can talk about maybe why that is so. What's the difference? Is there any point in it? Who knows? Uh, live action is definitely become a lot more prevalent in the coming years and it's going to continue to do so um also we will be talking about just a couple other movie related things there's some things i would like to talk about some things my brother might want to talk about um just to get into the episode since we haven't been around for a while and um we'll pretty much go from there uh but i'll let some i'll let my brother do some of the talking and uh we'll go over how we're doing i think we already know how we're both doing because we just had a conversation about this but why don't you let our uh wonderful amazing beautiful viewers know how you know we're both uh how we're doing today um we are both mentally unstable that sums it about up all right let's get into this episode uh, um <laughs> nice water bottle yeah, thank you. I got it from Marshalls. Uh, guys, if you got a Marshalls out there, highly recommend. Uh, good stuff, low price. This isn't an ad, but, you know, Marshalls, hit us up. I'll gladly do an ad for you. Um, so as you guys know, uh, Barbenheimer is in full swing now. Uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer, two very different movies, but they have been sweeping and blowing away the box office in the uh, last two weeks. Um, I believe this is its second weekend, and I will tell you from experience, because again, I'm still at the theater, um, it has not stopped. It has been sold out showings from the day it has opened to now. Um, I don't foresee it really slowing down until next weekend, maybe, uh, but I will say both of them sold out showings. Uh, Barbie is slightly more popular because of the rating. Uh, let's not forget Oppenheimer is a rated R. 
<coughs> film, but um, I don't have any of the numbers in front of me, but off the top of my head, I know Barbie has already passed 500 million worldwide. Um, so I honestly see Barbie getting to that billion dollar mark, if not probably high 800s. Oppenheimer is rated R. I probably foresee it to going two to 300 million. Um, that is very high for a rated R movie, but it is Christopher Nolan and it has gotten a lot of traction. I know it already had traction before it came out, uh, but it is also three hours long. Uh, but I can say I've heard great things. I was going to go see it tonight, uh, but I got to work early tomorrow. I don't really foresee myself going and getting three hours of sleep afterwards. Um, so I think I'm going to hold off for now until I have a day and go enjoy it, maybe in IMAX or something, how it's supposed to uh, be done. Barbie, been hearing a lot of interesting things about it, been hearing a lot of good things about it. Uh, pink, everybody I've seen for this movie has been in pink. Um, and I got away with the hi, Barbie, hi, Ken uh, for a while, but that's all I've been hearing this weekend. Um, I literally walked out of the kitchen and then all of a sudden, hey, guy, hey, buddy, hey, Barbie. <laughs> like, it's, I don't know what's going on. Um, but I'm, you know, one of the things about working at the movies is I enjoy people coming and uh, dressing up and, you know, showing that they're enjoying something. Um, so definitely, you know, go out, watch Oppenheimer in a shoot, go out, watch Barbie in a pink jumpsuit, you know, do whatever you want. Uh, but definitely, those are the two hot movies right now, but I'm looking uh, for a slowdown in the upcoming week with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes, the turtles. Um, if you guys don't know, this movie actually comes out on a Tuesday, I believe. Um, it should be coming out this Tuesday, uh, which definitely is going to be interesting because of the uh, how priced are the tickets. Uh, but this has actually been on my radar more and more because I've been seeing more clips on TikTok about it and Instagram and stuff. Excuse me. I've been seeing um, clips of interviews from the um, cast, you know, with Seth Rogen, Ice Cube, and the four boys. I'm sorry. I don't know their names, uh, but I know one of them was Gumball in the Amazing World of Gumball. Um, and uh, we also have a star-studded cast, again, like I already said, uh, along with Post Malone, Paul Rudd. Uh, Jackie Chan, there's a lot more. I'm, I'm not going to go over it right now because I don't know the list off the top of my head and I don't want to budget it. Uh, but the animation style looks really good. Um, it definitely gives me Spider-Verse vibes. Uh, definitely not as like heavy on certain things. But I like the style. Um, I like that, again, they sound like kids. And a lot of the things they've been saying has just been kind of stupid, funny humor that I like. Again, they, they're just using the word sus. They're using like, you know, just different words that you would not maybe associate the totals with or anything. Uh, but it's a short movie. It's like an hour and a half. Again, it is a kid's film. Um, I don't know how crazy action and stuff is going to be, but it looks like it's going to be a fun time. I definitely keep that on your radar. It is going to come out this uh, week coming up. And I think uh, it, I don't know if it's going to dethrone Barbie or Oppenheimer, but I know it's going to probably compete with them this weekend. Um, also missing the possible Indiana Jones still out. Those are really the big ones. Uh, you know, horror movies coming out, a um, couple of little ones here and there. But um, getting off of that, as you guys know, the writer and actor strikes are still going on. And uh, we have actually heard some news in regards to some movies starting to be delayed. Uh, Sony's Craven the Hunter is supposed to come out this October. It has moved a year back to August of 2024. Already bad news for that movie. 
I don't foresee it being good, honestly. I hope they go through reshoots, but with what's going on right now, that's not going to happen. Uh, so I, I'm feeling Morbius vibes on this one. Uh, I have, you know, hope, but we all hope with Morbius. So I don't think this is making more billion. Um, Beyond the Spider-Verse has been halted from what I know. Uh, so you Spider-Verse fans, I don't see it coming out in a year. Um, it's probably going to be another two years. Um, everything else I have not heard has been delayed. Pretty much anything that was slated for October, um, I think it's still on track. But uh, we're not sure with everything. Um, so we'll see what happens. But expect some news. Definitely look on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, whatever you guys look at. Um, and things are probably going to keep on getting delayed and stuff. Shows I'm not very you know, sure with. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, other than that, those were the little things I really wanted to get out of the way uh, before we jumped into this episode. Just because, again... A little bit of news for you guys. Uh, we haven't done this in a while. Also, uh, August, TMNT and Blue Beetle. Those are the two big movies that are coming out. Uh, Blue Beetle is projected very, very low. Uh, projected worse than Black Adam. Uh, personally, I didn't mind Black Adam. Um, Blue Beetle looks like fun. I hope it does better than what it's projected. Uh, but if it's projected that less, uh, DC's not in a good, uh, not in a good set right now. Uh, so let's see. Let's hope for the best um, and definitely be on the lookout for that. Uh, but other than that, Philip, if you got anything to include, if not, we'll jump into the episode. Uh, yes, you, the man. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Sorry, uh, I got confused. Um, honestly, no, not really. Uh, there are really only two things I just want to touch quickly upon before we continue with the episode. Um, one. Uh, my brother never did it because he doesn't love me. Um, but there is an episode out uh, on YouTube at Two Sons um, where I broke down and reacted to the Spider-Man 2 gameplay. And uh, a lot of people just don't know it's out because it wasn't posted on any of the social medias or anything. Um, so it doesn't have you know too many views. Um, but if you guys are interested and you know want to go see that, uh, you know like I said, it's at Two Sons on YouTube, and uh, you know it's only like. 25 30 minutes and i basically just you know show you guys the gameplay and i just you know make some comments and react to it um you know behind the scenes uh that way we had like an episode to put out for you guys uh you know towards the end of last week so uh, please go check that out um and then second uh marvel secret invasions has finished um it was only six episodes uh and i think i could safely say that this is probably top three when it comes to uh mcu shows um, I know we talked a little bit about it off camera, but, um, you know, it's either top three or top four. Um, you know, I don't know if it's better than Moon Knight, because uh, I really did enjoy Moon Knight, but I could definitely put it over, like, Miss Marvel and She-Hulk, like, without even blinking an eye. Um, and Falcon and Winter Soldier 2. Uh, you know, I, I did enjoy that one, but I definitely enjoyed Secret Invasions more. Um, I think my top three, for me personally, would probably be Loki, uh, WandaVision, Probably uh, it's still close between either Moon Knight or Secret Invasions, but whichever one I put third, the other one goes fourth. So, I mean, it's right up there. Um, I think if I had to rate it, I'd probably give it like an 8.5 out of 10 suns. Um, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't think it was perfect. You know, uh, you know, sometimes the CGI uh, looked a little wonky. Um, but honestly, that's really the only complaint that I have about it. Um, I mean, I thought the main antagonist was great. Um and uh, really, the only complaint I have is the CGI, because, uh, you know, towards the last couple of episodes, 
especially the final episode, uh, the CGI just kind of like looked all out of whack and, uh, you know, didn't look too great. But, you know, otherwise the story was great. Um, the characters were great. Like I said, Antagonist was great. Nick Fury, um, Sam L. Jackson coming back, you know, he was great. And um, I'm interested to see like how this leads into the Marvels um, because, you know, with the show ending, we can confirm that this is probably this probably takes place before the Marvel's uh, TV show. Um, but, you know, I don't know if they came out and confirmed, like, you know, where it fits in the timeline. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. But, uh, I mean, if you haven't checked it out, I highly recommend go checking it out. It's on Disney+. Plus. It's only, like, six episodes long, so it really should not take you that long to uh, watch it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, otherwise, um, the only other really things I talked about was on max uh my adventures with superman uh that show is still going pretty strong you know i've I've been enjoying it really no complaints uh you know at all and the summer anime season is still going strong you know a lot of great episodes out i mean you guys know all the animes that i'm watching by now so i mean you know all of them have been really good and um yeah i mean the only thing that ended that i watched personally was just marvel secret invasions everything else is still ongoing um so yeah, I mean, go go check those out, uh, and uh, that's really all that I want to talk about. I didn't really have uh, too much else to talk about. Oh well, I guess because it's been in the back of my mind and I've been hearing it uh, a little bit. Uh, August fourth, uh, the second Meg movie comes out with uh, Jason Statham, and uh, I mean, look, the the first movie was you know it wasn't the greatest, but it it was funny and you know it was a good time. So I mean, if you like giant monsters or animals and you just want to see like a giant prehistoric shark like just tear things up then just you know go see it with your friends or your family i, think I mean this one you has know, sharks. it does it does plural plural it has sharks plural. yes um so i think me and the grandparents are probably going to go see it uh because you know our our grandma's you know obsessed with the uh the shark yeah. movies and the monster movies um so yes. she wants to see that um but yeah otherwise oh and then uh Starting Tuesday will be August 1st, and then the countdown will begin for the Ahsoka show coming out at the end of the month. So, uh, you know, really looking forward to that. Um, haven't heard too much about it. Uh, it hasn't been delayed or anything, as far as I know. And it's set to come out, I think, maybe like August 23rd or something. So, like, towards the end of the month. Um, in other news, I don't know how factual this is, but it's been rumored that there have been talks... Um, with Keanu Reeves to possibly play a character in the Star Wars Acolyte show. I heard about that. Um, I really hope this is not Disney's way of introducing Darth Revan, uh, because if if it is, Star Wars fans will riot. I mean, you think Disney is up in flames now? Wait until they do this. Because um, everybody wants Keanu Reeves as a fan casting for Darth Revan. And obviously Darth Revan takes place in the Old Republic era, but the Acolyte show is taking place in the High Republic era. Um, so, you know, D- Disney being Disney, I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to like rebrand Darth Revan, like, you know, for their error and put him in the high Republic where he doesn't belong. Um, or, you know, at the end of the day, Keanu Reeves could just be simply playing a badass character. I mean, you know, I think there's just been like talks and whispers about it. So I don't think anything's been like confirmed or officially announced, but, um, you know, just thought I'd throw that in there because, uh, you know, me and my manager were talking about it the other day. So. Other than that, it's been kind of quiet, you know, obviously with the uh, SAG strikes and the other uh, organization. I don't know what the other organization is called. Um, but uh, obviously, you know, thoughts and, and prayers go out to them. You know, hopefully they get the uh, 
justice and equality they're looking for. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens for the rest of the summer and especially the rest of the year. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's pretty much it. So just to dive right into this video, um, we are doing a Disney live action talk pretty much. Um, and I found out, you know, a good way to do it was to kind of like, you know, introduce the brackets again, similarly how we did to Pixar. Um, so I found a bracket that matches up like Disney cartoon movies and Disney live action movies. And at the end of the bracket, there will be a winner. Um, that that doesn't mean that like the winner, like whether it's a cartoon or live action, like that's the better one. Yeah. You know, it's just depending on how our bracket went and what we chose. I mean, that's what it is. But if anything, this is going to show, um, you know, whether the cartoon versions or the original versions stand up to the remakes and if the live action ones make any difference. Um, because I know um, Disney's Haunted Mansion uh, just came out recently, like two days ago. And obviously nobody's really talking about that. So that just gives you a good example about, you know, Disney live action. It's not uh, there's movie. obviously some controversy around the Disney live action Snow White that they're making. Um, you know, whether the set leaks and the pictures are real or not, um, nobody knows. But uh, Disney is not really in the uh, best spot right now. Uh, I know we talked a little bit about this off camera, um, but in their like last five or six movies, they just haven't made their money back. You know, they're losing millions of dollars. Um, in my mind, I think they're getting too, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I guess progressive is a nice neutral word to, to, I think they're more worried about diversity and meeting every single quota that they possibly can than like actually putting out good content. Um, you know, and we see that, especially in the Disney live actions when they kind of like, you know, change the stories or a little bit, or maybe, you know, cast certain, you know, actors or actresses, um, you know, and then obviously, you know, with some of the most recent uh, Disney releases, you know, although they might have been enjoyable films and ones to go, you know, and watch and have a good time, uh, obviously, monetary-wise, they're just not making their money back. And, you know, I mean, this includes, like, you know, Marvel movies, um, you know, the latest Elementals. Uh, I'm pretty sure, like, did the Teenage Kraken movie come out? Yeah, it did, but it's it's already out of the air. Yeah, so, I mean, again, so just like that. So, I mean, you know, it hasn't been that great of a trend. Uh, I was really hoping this Haunted Mansion one would kind of, like, boost morale a little bit because it had a lot of star studied people in it so i thought it would be a pretty funny movie i would like to go see it because i like the haunted mansion um and i i think it'd be a good time to go watch it but um you know i heard from our dad that it you know it wasn't the greatest movie but you know it was funny so it might have that go for it are doing well you know but it's not selling out big theaters um again i heard the rotten tomatoes was horrible but again for a kids movie hopefully it does make its money back uh, but again, that's what Disney has been barely doing, making its money back. They've made no profit. Uh, again, if we look at the, I'm not, we're not going to pull up the numbers, but if we look at, like my brother said, the last six movies Disney has put out live action wise, even probably one of the most popular ones was the live action Little Mermaid. And it made a pretty penny, but it did not make its money. Um, it didn't make money. It, it, you know, it made money back. But with all the marketing and everything that Disney puts into their films, they don't make the money back. Especially Elemental. Elemental started to boost more money once people started to talk about it, and you really saw what it was on uh, social media. But um, it, I think it broke even. And same with Little Mermaid, it might have broke even. Uh, I mean, honestly, I, I think at the end of the day, the most successful Disney movie this year has probably been Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yeah, for sure. And again, I, I don't foresee what's the next big one that you got for Marvel coming out. You got the Marvels. Uh, now, again, Captain Marvel made a billion dollars. Um, that was a very different time. I don't foresee the Marvels making close to that. Um, now, 
I love the new look of the poster. One of the best posters Disney has put out for Marvel in a while. Beautiful poster. Um, film, I'm interested to see how the three main leads act. Um, other than that, I'm not super hyped for it. Again, maybe I'll do an episode or something, or maybe we'll talk about it in a, in a movie news episode at some point. Uh, but again, I we I think we both foresee Disney, you know, really slowing down in the movie industry uh, because hey, they, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'll always love Disney. I mean, oh, you know, yeah, I, this I is love great. I love going to Disney. I love everything associated with Disney. Um, but you know, it's just a shame. And I think I don't know if it's like the CEO of Disney or or somebody important in Disney like actually came out and like admitted that like you know what they're doing is not working and I they need to change. CEO. So, I mean, the fact that they, like, recognize that there's a problem, like, you know, hopefully that means that they're on the right track to, you know, an upward trend. And then I think the person in charge of their, like, diversity and, like, marketing department, like, just up and, like, quit. So it's like, you know, again, like, that kind of goes to show maybe a little bit, like, scandal or something. You know, the fact that, again, you know, Disney's focusing too much on, like, diversity and quota and they're not actually giving you a good story. They're just making sure that there's, uh, you know, a person of every single walk a light in a movie and then that's all they care about you know and then they're just like oh let's hope that the story or the remake that we're doing for the 200th time uh lands and it does well um like i said i mean all these movies that they put out have been enjoyable it's just that again when you look at it from monetary value uh according to disney you know they're not knocking it out of the park um so like i said it'll be interesting to see to see what happens um you know what's interesting uh oh and then i'm sorry before you continue i want just to to comment on the marvels uh i'm not super excited about it uh but there are two things that concern me uh one is that how are fans going to react to like i guess the three marvels you know you have monica rambo you have kamala khan and obviously you have captain marvel everybody loves captain marvel made like a billion dollars you know so people you know everybody knows where their loyalties lie when it comes to Captain Marvel, right? Yeah. Uh, Monica Rambeau, she was in WandaVision. You know, she didn't play a super important part. Um, she kind of got her powers like towards the end of the film. I mean, I'm sorry, the, towards the end of the show. And then all of a sudden there was like a post-credit uh, post with a bunch of scrolls. So it's like, it, it kind of left you in like a weird place where you're like, okay, well, where is this character going? Like, yeah. you know, first of all, it was like, you know, uh, WandaVision, and then now all of a sudden it's like, okay, now she's with Nick Fury and Scrolls. So it's like, you know, what what is going on? Um, and then obviously Kamala Khan. Now look, I mean, you've never watched Miss Marvel yet. Um, I did. I personally didn't enjoy it. I I enjoyed it a little bit better than She Hulk, and that's saying enough because She Hulk was like absolutely terrible. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's not too much better when it comes to at least my standards. But, you know, how are people going to react with all three of them? Because obviously people might have a fan favorite. So people might not want to go see the movie because it has Kamala Khan or Monica Rambeau or, you know, I think if it was just a a pure second Captain Marvel movie, it would be great. I think he would make another like 500, maybe like 700 million dollars. I think it would be great. But I think because they're adding these two other characters. And then the other thing is they're adding these characters in because now all of a sudden there's this thing where like their powers are connected and like when they use their powers they like teleport each other to like different places yeah it's like i, I just i i, I, I do don't understand I why like they're doing lazy with writing this. you know and i i truly think that the, the direction that this film is going is because it's going to lead to something bigger and that's the problem with marvel is everything needs to lead to something and at this point captain marvel's her movie isn't her movie. This this isn't a Captain Marvel film. This is the Marvels, like the title says. And I yeah, I guess you you can understand that. But again, 
it's just how can you explain our powers are connected? Like just like that. That you know, I, I know Kamala Khan is a fan of Captain Marvel. That can't be a reason why they're connected. They already changed Kamala Khan's powers anyway. Monica Rambo, I I think her name is Photon in the comics. I, I don't really know what exactly her power is. Again, throwing me off. I, I, I don't I know. Mean, honestly, when you look at the trailers, I mean, whether you look at the teaser trailer or the official trailer, it's not really giving you enough where you're just like, okay, yeah, like I'm invested. Like this is going to be a, a. I do have to admit, there were some points in the trailer where like I might have smiled or like chuckled just because yeah, you know, some of the acting is funny. But I think the whole thing with their powers being connected is just lazy writing, and they're just looking for an excuse to bring all these three characters together. And, I mean, obviously, we're going to be having Nick Fury come back. So, I mean, you know, in what capacity is he going to, is he going to be back in? Um, are the scrolls going to come back? Um, are the Kree going to come back? You know, I mean, so there's, there's just a bunch, uh, a bunch of questions that are unanswered. And, you know, we'll see. But I think when it comes to at least Marvel, um, are there any other Marvel projects coming out at the end of the year besides the uh, Marvels? Oh, boy. Uh just saw a tweet um the other day by marvel for uh, a teaser for loki season two does that come out at the end yes. of the year it comes out in october i think actually yeah um i saw so a i can bet i can bet my money school. now that the, the second season of loki is going to be more popular than the by, far. by far by far and i um, think i think the second season of the loki show is going to save marvel for the rest of the year absolutely uh i don't think there's actually anything coming out after the marvels um, for a while, besides Deadpool, I don't even know if Deadpool was the next thing. I don't see that's the problem. I don't know what Marvel's actually got slated. Uh, because I mean, obviously, it's kind of tough now because with all the strikes and stuff going on, anything that was slated that was set to release, you know, you don't know if it's going to stay the same. So, everybody's kind of like in a hiatus. It's kind of hard to talk about these things when we don't have enough information to go on. Um, anything that we're saying is just kind of like up to speculation and like up to suggestion. So, I mean, just take it with a grain of salt. I mean, obviously, we're not experts, we don't know if these. Yeah. Projects are still going on, or you I'm know, not when they're supposed to come out. Following it. I just, if I hear about it, I hear about it, and I tell you guys. If not, you know, again, it's it's none of my business. I'm not in the industry. We're just a podcast, and we like talking about it, just like this. Anything we say regarding live action and Disney, don't take it to heart. We both love Disney. We've been to Disney plenty of times. Again, we, you know, Disney goes in a certain direction that, unfortunately, it don't make them money. As as much as they want it to make them money, it's not going to make them money. And like I was saying earlier, Disney proves that if they make something original based off of something, you know, one of their projects, for example, take Cruella. Cruella was a very popular film when it came out. Now, I don't even remember when it came out. I don't know if it was pre-COVID or after COVID. I can't really remember the time. Uh, but all I know is it was fairly popular. Don't know how much money it made. Don't know how much it made back. Based on 101 Dalmatians, obviously. Similar made money but different now i'm a fan of a couple of different live action remakes and there are a, a couple of different live action remakes that change the story and characters mulan being one of them uh little mermaid being one of them and i'm a big fan of the new little mermaid but again it's when they make these live action remakes i wouldn't call it a remake i just call it another story based on the original animated cartoon you know, and that that's really what a lot of these live action remakes are becoming. And again, who knows what the truth is regarding, you know, later. Mo we have a Moana, a, a Lilo and Stitch slated. I don't know how those are going to be. 
you know, I see the cast for a Hercules. We have a Hercules slated too. I love Hercules. Um, I don't see the live action being good. I'm sorry. Even if they cast probably like the most like anticipated one though. Like out of all the ones you just mentioned, like I think the live action Hercules would probably be the best. And the problem is, is what a lot of these anime animated movies take Moana for example. I don't want to see anybody else in the role besides the two actors that played Maui and Moana. I don't. You know, that's just just because that's how I envision that movie. Now other characters could do it justice. They could. But personally, I I can't see that happening. Lilo and Stitch, it's not necessary. It's not necessarily one bit. And again, you could say, oh, it's nice because it's a little bit more modern. I get it. I get why Disney likes more modern and stuff. And I, you know, I, I can understand a lot of points, but this is all for money. And we all know that regarding Disney. Is Disney no matter they are probably the richest, if not one of the richest movie companies entertainment companies whatever you want to call it they, they 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 basically own everything at this point and i truly think that if they continue to make these live action movies yeah people are going to come out and see them they're not going to make their money back they're going to blow a budget and honestly it's going to kind of ruin some actors and actresses again you could cast people that can do it justice but you take these animated classics and it's very hard to keep up with it in a sense. You know, like for example, Halle Berry, beautiful singing voice. I thought she did the character of Ariel pretty good justice, but it's it it's a little different than the original in the sense of how it can exactly live up. Again, Melissa McCarthy, love her as Ursula. But we, you know, those those vibes we get are a little different. Sebastian, again, I think um David Dakes or you know, he was in Hamilton and stuff. I think he did pretty good, considering, well, you, know, you know... what? The live-action Little Mermaid helped me realize that Sebastian is not a lobster, and he's actually a crab. Yes. So, see, live-action can help in that sense. Um, it could teach us a thing or two. Uh, but before we, you know, both get on a tangent about things, anything we say regarding live-action animated, we're not going to, you know, say that we're shitting on live-action, because we're really not, even no, though we're, we're a little bit more negative... Yeah, we are. No, we're shitting, we're shitting on live action. Yeah, we are. Okay. <laughs> um, but it is just a little difficult in the sense of, you know, how classic Disney um, is with their movies. I think and the, like, further your argument, like, I think the further your argument about live action is, like, not only, like, you know, I mean, do I mind that they make, like, live action takes, like, on these, like, Disney classics? Like, no, I don't. But the problem with Disney is that, again, they take this concept where, okay, let's take this classic Disney cartoon that everybody loved. All right, let's do a live action take on it, right? Do you think just straight copy and paste, right? Find, you know, actors that look like the characters that fit best for the characters and then move on, right? No, Disney does this thing where as they transition, they take little bits and pieces out and they put in again, you know, their quotas for everything. And then you have it turning into something where, you know, in some cases it's like, how is this a live action take on the cartoon when the characters don't even look like the characters and like, you know, things are different, you know, again, not every live action Disney, you know, film does that, but, you know, I mean, there are examples, you know, again, like, I don't know how true, you know, these pictures or, you know, comments are about, you know, the live action Snow White, but what they're doing to the seven dwarves is just completely wrong. You know, I mean, because first of all, they're, I, first of all, they're not even encouraging, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Little people is, is that is that is that the correct word? 
dwarfism, I would say. Dwar dwar dwarfism? You're not even yeah. encouraging these actors or actresses to come forward for the roles. You know, they probably have a hard enough time, like, finding work as it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, he's, he's, uh, Peter Dinklage is probably more, one of the most well-known in this case. Probably but, the most well-known. Right. So, I mean, again, the, this could be an opportunity for an actor or actress, you know, of, of that situation. But you look at these, like, you know, first sh shots or photos, they're not even, they're just random people. And, of course, like, they're all different, you know, races and, and ethnicities and everything. And, I mean, you know, to go along the fact that, you know, Snow White is, is uh, you know, Hispanic. Now, again, is, is that really a big deal for me? No, it's it's really not. Um, I mean, you know, again, I haven't seen too many photos, but she looks, you know, okay as Snow White. But then I heard that they're not going to include the prince because now she's like an independent woman. And they, so, again, it just seems like they're going in that direction with such a well-beloved classic Disney princess. And it's like, how do they think that this is OK? You know, I mean, how do you think? I mean, people will go watch it. Yes, they will. But then they're also going to come out of the theater after watching it and being like, this was crap. Why did I watch it? <laughs> you know, so yeah. they'll get the money and they'll, they'll get the views. But then people will come out and be like, why did I even watch this? Good thing, that, you know. Or again, people will wait until it goes on the streaming service that they already pay for, and then they'll be like, "Why am I paying for the streaming service if they're just putting out, you know, crappy movies and stuff?" I mean, again, the uh, I don't know what it was called. I don't know if it was like the Peter Pan and Wendy uh, film that they put out on Disney Plus. Like, you know, my my grandparents watched it. They couldn't even watch the whole movie through because it was just a totally different take. You know, again, that whole thing with bits and pieces, and it just it, it wasn't for them. Yeah, and I think, like, you know, if you guys are out here, like, listening and stuff, I think one of the biggest things with live action is, is, you know, you can say, like, that, hey, these actors or actresses are meant for the role, and maybe they don't exactly look the part and stuff like that. The only problem is, is nobody's really going to have a problem with that, you know, in that sense of, again, actor fits a role, whatever, put them in a role. But when it gets, you know, kind of like they, like, you know, my brother said, like, if it gets... Uh, what's the word fidget with maybe a little bit or if it gets like turned around a little bit um, it starts to not be the same story and if Disney wants to make a story that's similar make a story that's similar but the only part I is think is the number one thing that Disney uh, should do which I don't understand why they don't is create new stories create new princesses create new characters and get that diversity quota that way stop taking these old-timey traditional classic cartoons with all white characters and just, you know, a nice simple story and then putting your own spin on it and diversifying them into live action. You don't need to. You you have writers, you have creative people. Like I mean, you, are you telling me that you cannot find a way to be creative and create new characters like um what was the most recent one that I'm thinking of? Um Encanto. That was brilliant. That was a totally new idea. It was awesome. It was a great film and that is the type of Disney stuff that we need. It wasn't based off of any princesses or anything that was done in the past. It was a whole brand new idea that shed some light on a whole new culture, a whole new part of the world. And it was exactly what we needed. Everybody loved it. You know, we don't talk about Bruno was like the most popular song for like months. Yeah. You know, so it's like that. That's the type of stuff we need. You know, we need more stuff like that. Not, you know, this, excuse my language, this live action bullshit that they're putting at us. Okay. Yeah. And, and, again, and I mean, that, like, that's the nice way to say it. I mean, you know, we could tiptoe around it, you know, all day, but that, that's just a nice way to say it. You know, they need to be creative. They need to start using these people that they hired to explore different avenues, make new stories like Ryan the Last Dragon was awesome and Kanto yeah. was awesome. Again, stuff like that. 
I mean, hello. I mean, I think Ryan the Last Dragon just opened up a whole new conversation. I think if I'm cor- if I'm correct, it's I think it was like based in Indonesia or like you know some so some like you know like southeastern southeastern like Asian culture and whatever. And again, you you didn't have anybody like that. I mean, you had Mulan. I mean, she was the closest thing. But again, totally two totally different cultures and ethnicities. And I mean. So again, I mean, I don't want to ramble on about it too much, but I mean, you know, that's basically how I see it. You know, I think they need to, you know, I mean, these live action takes are fine if they're done correctly, but I think sometimes Disney shoots themselves in the foot and I think they need to start expanding and being more creative and finding different ideas in other places. So, I mean, that's all I'm going to say, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to put my, my foot down and uh, you know, I, I said my piece. <laughs> Yeah, it, it definitely is hard. Like, you know, I like I get like sides of both, especially when you, you know, you think about when like a lot of Disney's originally an- animated classics were made and like the time that it was and like, yeah, like it's a very different time now and everything. But again, that doesn't mean that Disney can't make these just just how they originally did with these stories is these stories, even if they were based off of, you know, a book or a poem or something, because I know that's the case with a lot of stories. Do the same thing, but again, introduce like they did it with Frozen. They, you know, they did it with Frozen. Like my brother said, you did it with Encanto, you did it with Raya, you you know, Pixar did it with Soul. I mean, you you you're able to introduce new characters and new movies. You you prove that you even Luca, you know, you're you're able to prove that you can introduce whether it's a prince or a princess or whatever is going on. You're they've been able to prove that they can do it. Why they can only do it once every five years, I don't know. Again. Live action, if it comes out, it comes out. If it doesn't, honestly, who cares? Nobody's begging to see a live action film of anything. You know, in five years, I'm sure there's going to be a live action Frozen. And again, I, you know, I, I think I think we understand why Disney goes in a certain direction. But, you know, we're not that type of podcast and we're not going to get into that. We're just really here to talk about live action and the original animated cartoons. And unfortunately... A lot of the stuff surrounding live action is, you know, similar to what we're talking about. And, you know, just a statement from me and my brother, don't take anything we say to heart or anything. And don't think that, you know, we're these jerks or anything that, you know, hate difference of characters or anything. Like, no, it's not the case. Like, again, like, I love the actors and actresses that has portrayed different characters in these live action remakes. But again... It is hard to call it a remake when a lot of things have changed regarding, you know, different appearances or whatever you have. So, and again, Disney, I know you're out there somewhere, probably on my computer listening. If you're not listening again, be original. Like you, you prove that you can do it. You're Disney. You're supposed to create wonder. You're supposed to create magic and let's create, (laughs) let's, you know, let's create a new atmosphere. You know, let's, let's. Let's actually have, like, I love that they are able to introduce these new cultures with Raya, with Encanto. Keep doing that. Go ahead. Keep, I mean, I know they got something coming out called Wish. I think, oh, my God, what what is it? What area of the world? I don't know. It's a different culture again. I don't think it's a princess. I think it's just some sort of movie. Excuse me. I don't know how it's going to be. Um. But again, do something like that, whether it bombs or not, because regardless, you don't make money. You're not making money. You're barely breaking even. If you break even, I don't call that a a success. So just again, you know, I think the thing I'm hoping to get out of this is just that Disney starts to 
really get their creative juices and minds going again. Again, there was a time where they, they, they were starting to do that, maybe mid-2000s. They definitely had plans for Encanto, for Frozen, for all these Pixar movies. Like, I, I know they had these plans, and I hope to see the plans, you know, slated again. There's a movie call, coming out called Elio, I believe, and it's based off a real story about an Argentina kid. Listen, it's a Pixar movie. It doesn't look terribly great, but at least it's something new. At least it's something different. And I, I think that's what you want people to see, especially, again, I love that you include everybody. But what we can do is we can also make a movie that includes who includes people that should be seen and it actually pertaining to them. The story means a lot more that way. Think about the people that really loved Encanto because it's that's for that's for that culture. That's for them. Same with Ryan the Last Dragon. Think about how again, I know people love that. I, I think about how revolutional Princess and the Frog must have been for Disney. And you know, I and I know there's controversy around Princess and the Frog. There's always gonna be controversy around Disney. But again, that's that's for people that can look and they can see themselves on the screen. And that's what I think Disney should keep on doing. Because again, I, that that's so important. And that's something I love about movies. But just wanted to get that clear with everybody. We're not trying to bash anything again. Like, yeah, we are kind of both bashing Disney because of, you know, just how they've gone in this way. But we're not bashing anything we're not bashing the people, you know, we're not, we're no, not a love hate relationship. We're not yeah, bashing like any yeah. of the actors or actresses, you know, but we're just, we're bashing Disney because, you know, sometimes they can be a little silly and a little silly goose. And then, you know, other we'll times they get it goose. right. So, um, but before we both get on a tangent, uh, let's jump into the bracket and, uh, let's see uh, what we think. Cause I honestly don't even know what some of the earlier live action Disney movies are. So I'm interested to see what yeah, actually. Well, I, I think this bracket will be kind of easy for us. Um, because oh, I mean, yeah. some of these, some of these for starters, we might not, we might have not even seen. Yeah. Um, so we might be able just to kind of like breeze through those. I mean, I don't know if these are, these are definitely not all the Disney cartoon movies and Disney live action movies, because that would just be way too big of a bracket or it might be actually, um, let me share my screen real quick so we could get into it. Um, so this is what it looks like. Um, for all you wonderful viewers at home that could see the screen. Um, so if I scroll down, got a pretty decently sized bracket. Um, but uh, I actually have it up on this because there's an option down here where it says like use matchup mode. Um, so this screen up here pops up. So that way, like it's easier for us to see what the movies are. And then, you know, for the viewers to see what the movie is. Um, so I think we could just select it this way and then like it will just appear on the bracket if that makes sense. Okay, cool, cool, very cool. So um all right, well I mean let's start. I mean the way this this mode works. Uh so obviously we're starting on the left side and we're probably gonna be going down or across. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I guess we'll see. Um we have the cartoon version of Disney's 101 Dalmatians, and then obviously the live action of Disney 101 Dalmatians. Now, for starters. It's been a while since I've seen both these movies. I remember watching the live action 101 Dalmatians. I don't remember much about it. I know I didn't hate it, but at the same time, I did not love it. Um, 101 Dalmatians as a cartoon, again, it's been a really long time. Um, but again, you know, I, I think if I had to look at it personally, I think I enjoyed the cartoon a little bit more um, because if anything, the live action 101 Dalmatians is kind of 
it, it's a little more confusing now because of Cruella and then like you know when that came out because obviously like you know Cruella was like the origin story of the villain yeah. from this movie yeah. um so the fact that they would have somebody else playing her and then they make a movie about her and they have Emma Stone play her which she did phenomenal by the way um it kind of throws like the live action version like you know for for a loop so if I had to choose between the cartoon and the live action I'm gonna go cartoon on this one Okay, um, can you remind me, I don't know if you could see it on the screen, who was the actress that portrayed Cruella in the in, in this live action film? Um, because I feel like I know this actress. If it does, it's like in the very bottom and I just cannot see what it says because like it's all white on the bottom. I just wanna see if I can find it real quick only because I know Glenn Close. Okay, that's why uh, it is very familiar. Glenn Close, phenomenal actress. Um, I know she it says it at the very top. It says her name I at the very top. It. I just didn't. Yeah, I didn't realize that was her name. <laughs> um, yes, she is. She's a popular actress. Um, I know she did phenomenal, and I love her portrayal as uh, Corella. And a part of me thinks that live action can give you, what's the word? Like, I don't know if it can make you necessarily feel more. But like, if, like, think about it. Like, think about the story of 100, 101 Dalmatians, right? I feel like seeing that portrayed in live action is definitely more screwed up. But again, I feel like just because of what animation can do, you can portray a little bit more emotion in, this, in the sense of the dogs rather than the humans, because I don't give a shit about the humans in this besides Cruella. Uh, but I care about the dogs more. And I think you see more emotion in the dogs um, in the original animated one. So I, I'm going to have to agree with my brother and give it to the animated one. But I do got to say, I love Glenn Close as Corella. Everything else in the movie, again, you know, whatever. Uh, but just because of the fact you that are... the animated gives the dogs a little bit more of, you know, that personality and really shows, like, the story and emotion of the film, I think the animated one is going to take the cake on this one. Do you prefer uh, this actress as Corella or Emma Stone? Um, now I gotta say, because of like the difference in what exactly or who Cruella was in the film, um, I think they both do it justice. Uh, I think Glenn Close played a great, like, bitchy, weird, psycho, Dalmatian skinning woman, and you know, Cruella, um, Emma Stone played a good, like, young, fresh kind of like, you know, ah. Dalmatians, I don't really know. Uh, I think they don't. I think they both did well in their own terms. Uh, I don't think I want to pick one over I the think other. It, I think Emma Stone's version really didn't really focus on the Dalmatians until like the very end, where you got like a sneak yeah. peek at like it was the more two about like Dalmatians, you know. It was like about I don't. Really it was more about like her upbringing, like 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 how she became Cruella, you know. I yeah. mean, it was so that that's why you classify more as like an origin story because like that's how she became who she was. <laughs> So then well, by the time well, you meet her in, in 101 Dalmatians, you know why she's the way she is. Yeah. All right. So second on the list here, we got, again, uh, we got the cartoon and the live-action version of Alice in Wonderland. Um, I, I think I might have seen the cartoon version maybe like once. But for me, there's nothing that beats the live-action because I love um, Johnny Depp as the Mad Hatter. I think he is freaking hilarious. And he like, and then especially the woman that plays the evil queen, because she's so short and has like such a big head. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's like the one that's always like opposite of Johnny Depp. I f forgive me uh, again. I don't remember her name, but she's like, 
She was also, oh my god, what is, what is, you know what, no, I'm looking it up, might as well, got a computer in front of me. Get it up. Uh, what, what is this, what, what are we on, Alice in Wonderland, Alice in Wonderland. Well, his, like, his version of the Mad Hatter, like, takes the cake, because he, he is just such a phenomenal actor, and, like, he just, like, ate that role, like, right up. I feel like, because, show me, um, is it, is it? Is it just freaking show me who plays the queen the queen of hearts? I don't I don't know if I'm getting her name right. Um I think her name is Helena Boham Carter. She was in like Harry Potter and she's she's been in a lot of things. Um if you saw okay. her you know, Did she say did she play uh, Bellatrix in Harry Potter? I believe so. She's like kind of the weird okay. one. Um yeah, but okay, I, yeah, so she did, okay. I also got to agree with my brother. I think because Alice in Wonderland is so weird and because Johnny Depp and that woman are in that film, as much as you could say, like, it looks, it, like, you know, the looks are a little scary, kind of, like, a little weird. Like, the Queen of Hearts, yeah, she looks weird. And Johnny Depp's Mad Hatter, like, looks mad, like, you know, and, like, same. But I, I, that's the point of Alice in Wonderland. And I think you can right. kind of portray that a little better in live action because that's what our minds can actually figure out. It's just about to you say know. the same thing. I was like, I feel like in this situation, like live action works a little bit better than the cartoon version does. Cause yeah. you know, you get that sense of weird in the cartoon version. Like, I mean, obviously like, you know, you got the Chester cat like right here and I think, you know, it looks great like cartoon wise, but like, again, with, with what Alice in Wonderland is and like the vision that you have to have for it, I feel like it makes more sense in live action. Yeah, like again, that that that's why I think this is one of those takes where it's actually you're like, yeah, live action does make sense, and I think people would want to see that. Um, so yeah, I, I think live action for this one. All righty. Okay, uh, we got. Oh, okay, so this makes sense. All right, so we got the uh, Disney cartoons, uh, you know, movie Sleeping Beauty, um, and then we have Angelina Jolie. In the live action Maleficent. Um, this one's kind of interesting because I feel like it's two separate stories that are part of the same universe. You know, yes. I feel like obviously with Sleeping Beauty, we're following, you know, more of the princess, obviously. Um, you know, we know Maleficent's in it, but you know, in the live action Maleficent, I feel like it's the other way around. I feel like, you know, Angelina Jolie and you know Maleficent, they're the main character and not, you know, uh I think the princess's name is Aurora, right? That's that's who Sleeping Beauty is. Yes. Yeah, and it's not it's not following Aurora so much. I mean, we see her in the background right here, um, but you know, I don't think she plays the main part. If I had to choose like a main protagonist for the film, it's definitely Maleficent. Um, it's definitely been a hot minute since I've seen the cartoon Sleeping Beauty. Um, I've seen the you know live action Maleficent, uh, you know, a couple times. I think Angelina Jolie does, you know, a pretty good job. Um, uh, this one's kind of tough. I want to hear your opinion on it before I make a decision. So when I think of both these films, right, I, you know, again, like you said, Sleeping Beauty is Sleeping Beauty. Maleficent is basically a movie about a character in that film being the villain. Now, I like movies about villains, you know, and I actually like to see their story progress and, you know, from kind of their point of view and stuff and i do like angelina jolie as maleficent i think her face definitely fits the look and you know i i like 
the story of Maleficent when they show her as like a young girl and kind of why she grows this hatred for like, you know, this particular area of like, you know, humans and stuff. Um, I don't really remember Maleficent too much, but I do remember it coming out. Um, I think there are better prince and princess movies out there. And personally, I like a movie more about a villain than I do about a prince and a princess. I'm giving it to the live action Maleficent. All right. I think I will follow you and uh, we'll give it to Maleficent too. Because I agree. I think there are definitely better uh, cartoon princess movies out there um, that could go um, before Sleeping Beauty. So nice. Okay. Um, this one I feel like should be pretty easy. Um, yeah. I think when we look at both the Cinderella's cartoon and live action, um, cartoon takes the cake like automatically. It's one of the most classic movies in Disney history. Um, I don't think I've ever actually seen the live action Cinderella movie, to be honest. Um, I but I feel like, again, this kind of correlates to what we just said. You know, I mean, there are other Disney movies out there, you know, related to princesses that are better. And I think in this uh, case, the cartoon is definitely a lot better than uh, than the live action. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, I agree uh, with you. Animated takes this one. Also, uh, shout out to our mom because she loves Cinderella. So you know, yes. we're picking the uh, we're we're picking the cartoon one for you because I I know you probably <laughs> like this one definitely better than live action. Yes, definitely for sure. Okay. Uh, this is This and is a more interesting one. Off the bat, um, I have not seen the Jungle Book, live action or animated, but mm -hmm. from what I know. The live-action Jungle Book has been regarded as the best, if not one of the best, live-action adaptations. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. I know it had a star-studded voice cast. I know it was directed by John Favreau, amazing director. Um, I don't know if there was. I don't know if the music was in the live-action Jungle Book. I'm. I'm not sure. Um, I feel like when it comes to movies like this, I think both adaptations of this movie are great. But it just comes down to what's better, you know, just feeling classic and nostalgic or just appreciating a newer idea or take. Not so much of a take, but just, I guess, visual concepts, you know, like is is the story of the Jungle Book or the idea of the Jungle Book better when they use real life animals in a, in a, in a boy or, you know, does it, you know, is it more nostalgic and classic, you know, just watching it as a cartoon? So... I'm going to go based off of one thing that I know about the film because I've seen clips of the Jungle Book. From the way the villain looks in the Jungle Book in terms of the animal with the tiger and stuff, I feel like that villain look is a better look than the live-action one. Don't get me wrong. I love animals, and I love seeing these Disney films with the live-action animals. Personally, I, I love seeing that, and I... I, you know, continue to do that. Be, be my guest. Um, I don't know much about the music. Um, I know it, it, it has a good musical score. Um, but I feel like from the clips I've seen of the original Jungle Book, the music is, you know, a little better. Um, because there is another live action animated and live action and animated movie, both relating to animals, probably on this list. Um, that, you know, it's going to be another interesting talk. Um, actually, I don't know if I can make a decision. 
Because I, I was gonna say animated. Yeah. Let's, see, like, let's see if we're let's see. Yeah, okay. Like I mean, right down here we got the Lion King. Um, yeah, man, this is hard. I mean, have you seen either of them? I I've seen clips of both. I've I, seen, I have not seen. I them think I've I think I've seen the cartoon version, and I've only seen clips of the live action one. Again, it's just it a bit. It's basically. Does the fact that like the animals are real, you know, or like they're CGI versus cartoon, does that make it a lot cooler, um, you know, than? Because again, for me, it's like you know, which one takes the cake, you know, like a newer idea or like the nostalgic classic feel, you know, of you know, a project that people might have grown up with, you know. That's true. Like again, like I I'm not sure what the story is behind the 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 bear and the boy like i think they're friends like you could see the look is very different let's, let's put it like this i i think me and you are probably probably gonna agree when it comes down to the lion king i think the classic one is going to take the live action one right most yeah most likely i do have a lot to say about it but most likely the classic right. is going to end up taking the so cake. i think if the classic version of the lion king is going to take the cake then maybe we should go live action for the jungle book at least yeah i agree yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, they're both great adaptations, but you know, for the sake of our sanity, you know, we're going to go live action for <laughs> the Jungle Book. Um, okay, Pete's Dragon. Uh, I've never seen it. Never even heard of it. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, didn't even know it was an animated film. I have heard of the live action one. Didn't really hear anything about it. That should be saying something. Um, I'm just gonna. Now assume the question is. is uh, yeah, either that or this poster kind of goes hard for the live action. So should we just choose the live action because it has a cool look? <laughs> I mean, if it's got a cool look and we we know nothing about it and it's a dragon. Well, let's see. Who would be going up against? Okay, well, we I think Jungle Book would take it, you know, no matter if we choose the cartoon or the live action, right? So it doesn't really matter which one we choose here. Choose the live action. Get that green All dragon right. up there. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry, Peach Dragon. we just never seen it. Okay. This is one it? is going to be a good one, right? And yeah, again, yeah. He, here's my opinion on it, right? Both great films, right? Cartoon, Beauty and the Beast, great film. Live action, Beauty and the Beast, great film. Um, I don't remember the actress's name, but the, the actress that plays Hermione Granger plays um, Belle. Um, yes, and, Emma. Uh, no, is Emma Stone? Is it Emma Watson? Emma Watson, Emma Watson yeah. yes. And she does a phenomenal job. Uh, Ewan McGregor is the voice of Lumiere, so I mean, you know, just you got you got all the candle. The the there's a I'm just gonna play the song for you guys. There is a song that the Beast sings in the live action movie that is a little bit different um, from the animated one. And oh my God, is it phenomenal? Uh, because I was thinking about that and the live action uh, song from The Little Mermaid. Oh my, where are you? Where where are you, Clip? Um, so bear with me one sec. That's another thing I love about the live action film. I'm gonna find it, I'm gonna find it. Bear with me, bear with me, bear with me. Bear, just keep bearing, we bear bears. I'm with you, That's bear with you, don't worry. Baron with me, come on, come on. Oh, God, it's not this far. This is going to be a hard choice, to be honest. I mean, I feel like I want to go with my gut, you know, but I feel like I could be persuaded for both of them, to be honest. No way, it's this far. That's true. Depend depending on our talk, we can definitely go two-way. No way it's this far back. 
Is it? Because I feel like when it comes to like both of these adaptations, like the classic is obviously a classic. It's the masterpiece. It's great. Everybody can sit down and watch this. But in this instance, you have a live action take on it that is just as good, you know? So like they match up like perfectly well with one another. So it's like, you know, it, it comes down to that classic uh, conflict where it's like, you know, what's better, you know, the nostalgic feel and the classic, you know, beauty of animation or, you know, do we do with the new vibrant, uh, live action approach it might even come down to like for example like how you know what is the story behind these films and like how does that how does that differ from the animated part like you know is does does oh, i found it okay hold on so it's, it's good absolutely fantastic don't know who the beast was played by but your vocals hitting my guy um again sorry i was i was spending time looking for that i love both of these films i think beauty and the beast is one of the best disney uh tales out there um i do love emma um emma watson's portrayal as bellinus um i like the look of the beast i don't think he looks weird i think he looks like what he's supposed to look like a beast um mm -hmm. you can say that the you know like the objects may look a little weird but that's what they would look like you know that that that's one of the arguments i don't really like about live action is people saying the look that's realistic that's what that is going to look like whether or not it translates good a clock is going to look like that you know a candle is going to look like that a teapot <laughs> is going to look like that like it's not i love the look of the animated film you know don't get me wrong but I just feel when I when I think about this film and I see it portrayed in the musical aspect, I also love whoever plays Gaston. I forgot his name. Um, you also have Josh Gad in this. Um, I think with you know the story of this film and you know really getting that heart behind it, I feel like live action does it a little better. You know, regardless of the look of you know everything around it in terms of, you know, compared to the animation. I think if you're really showing this um, relationship between somebody that's literally a beast and a human and showing what that looks like in live action um, and you do it well, yeah, like I, I think it's slightly a little higher, you know, than the original. And again, the original was amazing. Like I, I love both of them, and but I love Owen McGregor. He voices Lumiere. Come on, like you know, and again, that song alone puts it a little bit higher on my list. Um, I think for me, because this was when I was thinking about going in, because this is one of my tops for a live action Disney film. Um, I think I'm gonna give it to the live action, controversial or not. Uh, I gotta put live action above this. Um, I feel like you're not going the same way I'm going. <laughs> If I if I had to choose, I would have went the the cartoon, like just because I just like I said, I you know it's a beautiful adaptation of the cartoon movie, but I there's just something about the cartoon that you know just hits 
the sweet spot, you know, because it, you know, again, just, you know, the way the, the characters look and, you know, I mean, again, it, I, I can give it to you, obviously, that, you know, I'm sure the, the vocals and the music is probably a lot better than the live action. And the live action one looks great. Like I said, I could be persuaded for both of these. If I had to fight you on it, I would just give it to the cartoon because, again, I feel like this is one of the uh, instances where, for me, and, you know, this is me personally, the nostalgic classic feel outweighs the newer adaptation of it. Um, and if I had to sit down and be like, oh, you know, do you want to watch Beauty of the Beast? Be like, yeah, which one? And then I'd probably be like the cartoon. Um, I can agree but, that look is important. And uh, I'm mm-hmm. not going to fight you on it, uh, honestly, because either way, I think both of well, them the are. Well, the thing is, the only thing that is interesting about this is that you see the other two movies that it has to go up against. And, you know, if we put the live action one, it's going to be Winnie the Pooh and then Christopher Robin. Whichever one of these we put through, that's going to be another topic. Um, So I think to agree with you and, you know, just because I'm too tired to really back up my argument. You don't have to agree with me. I mean. I do no, agree. No, I mean, but I mean, you made you made some solid points. Honestly, I mean, I, you know, again, the songs and the vocals are beautiful in this movie. It looks stunning. I mean, you know, even though that the objects look like how they would in real life, they're <laughs> still cute. I think the objects in the old movie will take the live action ones any day of the week. Hundred percent. You know, so we break if we if we break it down object wise, right? We got the teapots, we got the clock, you know, Lumiere, right? Those objects animated hundred times better than live action. Um, and that's just because you can see more personality and characteristics in them, you know, versus the live action for obvious reasons. Um, breaking down the beasts, uh, I mean, I think they're practically the same, you know, the, the beast in the live action one might have a little bit more of an edge because of the vocals and just the songs, um, breaking down the live action, the cartoon bell. As much as I love Emma Watson, I think she does a great job. I probably put the cartoon bell over her just because I think a couple of her songs and you know the way she sang were better than Emma Watson. Um, even like pairing up like Gaston and like you know all like the henchmen and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think although the live action Gaston looked pretty good, I again you know looking at the classic feels and everything, I think you know everybody could picture the classic Gaston um, and his little like you know sidekick. So, you know, I mean, when I when I pair it up side by side, I mean, these movies are like right. I don't know if you can see me on the screen, but they're like right here. You know, they're like super close. Um, but I just I don't know. For some reason, I just got to I want to give this to the cartoon, but I'm going to go a certain direction when it comes to the other movies. So because of this, I think I'm just going I to agree with you. And I'm going to the next one because and I'm going to do uh, direction. <laughs> so obviously we have Christopher Robin. And we have Winnie the Pooh. Um, and it's the direction that I'm going for this movie. Uh, I was going to go 100% cartoon because when you got Winnie the Pooh and you got characters like this, there's nothing that could beat these classic characters. I mean, they look great in live action. I've heard a lot of great things about Christopher Robin. I've unfortunately never seen it, but I've seen clips of it. I hear it's great. But when you just look at these characters side by side, even though they look you know pretty good in live action form, there's nothing that's going to beat these classic cartoon characters. I mean, again, you got Tigger here and you got Tigger here. You know, you got Pooh and you got Pooh. It's just 
you know, and I know Christopher Robin has a little bit more of a different story because, you know, they're telling you when he's grown up and everything. So, you know, it, it's almost like a sequel to Winnie the Pooh. Um, but I think when you're talking about like these characters as a whole, I think this is one of the examples of just the classic notion of it takes the cake. I think Christopher Robin is a good example of one of those live action movies that did just as good or, you know, did decent, um, similar to just how we talked about Beauty and the Beast. So I think Winnie the Pooh, for me, at least cartoon-wise, would go over Christopher Robin, um, which is why I was hesitating to put the cartoon Beauty and the Beast over, because if we would have put the Beauty and the Beast cartoon version and Winnie the Pooh through, I honestly would have had no idea who to choose <laughs> if it came down to that. What I got to say is, like, I do like how, again, like, I think both of these movies are great, and I like that Christopher Robin is a little bit, is, is different from Winnie the Pooh in the sense of him being grown up and him kind of finding that childlike imagination again. The looks are a little different, but again, like that's probably what they actually look like in real life. If you actually ever seen the dolls, like based off of, you know, the stuffed animals, whatever you want to call it, based on Winnie the Pooh. Um, that's actually kind of similar to what they look like. And I think it is a beautiful film, um, but with how classic Winnie the Pooh is, of course the animated is going to take the cake just on looks um, alone, you know, and, him being a kid kind of helps in the sense of adventure and what Winnie the Pooh is about. Um, so I'll agree with my brother here and give it to animated. Yeah. Winnie the Pooh over Christopher Robin. What do you got next? Oh. Man, I forgot I forgot how many live action takes really were made. Does not um, seem... From what I now, know. I, I don't think I've seen the live-action Dumbo. Obviously, I've seen the cartoon Dumbo. We can both agree that whether it's cartoon or live-action, it has a pretty tra tragic opening, okay? It's, oh, yeah. they're, they're both sad, regardless. Um, but I don't know. It, it's hard for me to decide because, I mean, you know, it's been a while since I've seen the cartoon. And, again, I haven't seen the live-action Dumbo Um I mean, for the sake of my naivety, I mean, I just want to put the cartoon version of Dumbo through just because that's the only one that I know. Um, you know, unless you have an argument for, you know, the live action. I think live action is just going to be more sad in the sense of what the difference is. Um, from what I know about the film, because again, I didn't see it because it's just, it's a sad film. I don't want to watch the animated and I don't want to watch the live action. It's about... A baby elephant getting separated, being used in a circle. It's fucked up. I'm mean, sorry. It's, but um, I know Danny DeVito was in it. That's cool. Um, but I think just he, based on he probably the, played like, what did he play? Did he play like the? He played one of the circus the, people. I don't even know. He might have played oh, okay. like the guy in charge. Um, but just based off of like how, like, you know, cause I like Dumbo and like you know, um, I like the look of Dun Dumbo and everything. And I actually elephant is my favorite animal. I love elephants. Um, he does love elephants. Mm. I do love elephants. Um, do I have elephants? Oh, did you just you just show me one like <laughs> before we started recording? <laughs> ah, just just to show you how much he loves elephants. Oh God damn it! Chair. Oh, he's stuck. Oh, he's stuck. Oh, there he is. Look at this little guy. Look at him. Look at look at look at this little guy. Chilling. Right, you stay right there, buddy. Um, I'm gonna give it to animated. Uh, just okay. because of 
you know, the and story. I'm sure the live action Dumbo is a good movie if you like fast forward the first couple of minutes, you know, and you just don't watch the sad part. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, why are we getting all the good ones back to back, man? No, oh. right? Because like I actually like the live action Aladdin. I think it's a good rendition. Like, so okay, hear me right out. Hear me out. I think the um, decision on which Aladdin takes the cake is which genie was better. Robin Williams. I mean, I I, I think it was going to come down to that. At that point, it I, was going to. Yeah, I down think to the, I think the characters for every other part are pretty much about the same. Um, yeah. I mean, again, the music in the live action, you know, was great. You know, same as the cartoon. But again, you gotta look at the genies. Uh, Will Smith, I thought he did a, a, a good job as the genie, but you know, R.I.P. Robin Williams. There's never going to be a better person to do the genie than Robin Williams. 100%. And again, it, it's it's a shame to just like write it off so easy. But I think everybody in the comments or anybody that's listening, that's how they would decide this movie. Basically, you know, just like who's the better genie? You know, realistically, it's true. I mean, that's you know. Again, like I, I think they are both pretty equal in terms of the other characters and you know how it's portrayed, music, everything, look, blah 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 blah. But at the end of the day, one of the characters that pretty much makes the film is the genie, and you just can't be Robin Williams, no matter how good of an actor you are, no matter how hard you try. Will Smith, you were great as the genie, but Robin Williams, he's got that edge over you. There we go, easy peasy. Really like oh, is the line? Oh, oh, son of a. I don't even think that was a real poster for the Lion King on the right well, side. Of the I I think we we I mean we talked about it a couple minutes ago, but I think we agreed that you know we were going live action Jungle Book for a reason because again, yes. you put you put both these movies side by side, they're great. I I personally love the live action Lion King. I know a lot of people didn't like it for some reason. I loved it. I thought it was great. The music was awesome, and I just thought they did such a great job with the CGI and just making everything look as realistic as possible. But, I mean, hello, you got, you know, Samuel Jones as Mufasa, Jones. right? I, I knew I messed it up. I'm, I'm so sorry, <laughs> Mr. Jones. I don't know why, because I, I had Samuel Jackson on the mind. That's why. <laughs> James Earl Jones as Mufasa. I mean, the voice of Darth Vader. Um, I'm pretty sure he did the voices in the live action version, too. Yes, he also um, did, he also but, the again, the, there's just something that, that hits different about the cartoon characters um you know rafiki um especially that classic scene from the cartoon that's like seen like at like every inspirational tiktok where he's like telling simba like oh yes the past could hurt but you gotta either run from it or learn from it it's like that Mm -hmm. you know one of the best scenes in the film um obviously the stampede is tragic in both movies i think it hits a little bit more in cartoon versions just because in live action it's like okay you could see that stuff happening like on a rare occasion but in the cartoon, it's just, in the cartoon, there's just so much more emotion behind it. Obviously, where like it, it makes it more messed up. You know what I mean? Like again, and, I and the look of the the look of Scar and the hyenas in the cartoon is a little bit better for me than the live action. To be honest, I mean, again, I understand you know live action animals and stuff, but I really like the way Scar looked in the uh, the cartoon. Yeah, like I agree, and like one of the things is though, I will argue about the live action Lion King all day long for the rest of my life because I do not understand the hate behind this movie. The biggest complaint I've seen is people are like, I don't like the look at animals. Too freaking bad. 
that's what animals look like. Yes, of course, they're not going to look like, again, you could Mufasa, um, Simba, uh, what's it called, Rafiki, Scar, like, yeah, they have a little bit different of a look in, you know, the cartoon. And the live action one, that's what they legit look like. And I, I like the voice acting. Like, yeah. I'm glad that they didn't, you know, change out James Earl Jones because he pretty much made both these films. Um, but I liked, you know, Seth Rogen as Pumbaa. But um, I also loved the voice acting in the first one. And, you know, that's something that's a little different. But I love the live action Lion King. I think it was great. Again, the music's great. I like the look. I think, again, if we're talking realistically what, that would have looked like that's what it would have looked like i feel like this is not a real poster this this just doesn't i never seen it looks like narnia yeah that's what that i thought it was at first i thought i thought it was like the lion king going up against narnia and i was like why i was like why do we have this and like he they have real posters for the movie so i don't know why i put that one but whatever yeah. um but again the cartoon has the edge over it um for several reasons that my brother already talked about uh but again love to both of them uh but animated is gonna take it yep all righty animated it is Let's see can we get like an easy okay well, next one lady in the tramp now i will tell you i've never seen the live action one although it looks adorable based on that poster <laughs> <laughs> um i have seen the cartoon one you know not too much but again i think a movie about dogs i think they're going to be adorable either way but i think i don't know there's just something probably really cute about live action versions of dogs <laughs> and then like yeah. also like the cartoon version but this one's kind of hard i mean because i've never seen the live action version but i just i mean come on i mean like like look at them i mean <laughs> you know it's you know like what? i think just because of the look and like what they're going for, like the lady and the tramp, you know, lady dog and the scruffy looking tramp. Based on that poster alone, live action. <laughs> because come on, come on, look at that. I mean, how can you not? I mean, again, they look cute. They look cute in cartoons too. But I, for dogs, it's like you cannot take, you know. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, what? I feel like this should be kind of an easy one because I've never seen 102 Dalmatians. Um, why, is it, why is it going up against Maleficent? Is that because that's the second one? Yeah, I think so. Maybe they're putting up like the sequels like against each other. Um, I always thought that the Maleficent movies were pretty strong. I always enjoyed them. Um, I've never seen 102 Dalmatians, so I mean, how much different can it be? Like, I just and then, especially if they did a live action version of 102 Dalmatians, I never even heard of it. Yeah. Um, so that just kind of gives you an idea of how good that turned out, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um. I. I think. I think the Maleficent's got to take it. Um, okay. And yeah. I think the final one for this side of the bracket is going to be Ooh, Alice looking through the Looking Glass, or Mary Poppins Returns. So we got two sequels coming against each other. Oof. This is kind of the tough one because I mean, again, I. I really enjoyed the live-action Alice in Wonderlands. Um, I mean, again, you got the actress returning as the Queen of Hearts. You got Johnny Depp returning as the Mad Hatter. But Mary Poppins was really good. I mean, I don't remember the second one too much, but I remember the first live-action one. I mean, that one was great. So, I mean, I wouldn't see why this one wouldn't be great as well, you know? Yeah, and uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda knows his music. Emily Blunt, great actress. Um, 
as far I mean, as I know, if, not... anything, if anything, you might be able to speak more on it because you guys did like Mary Poppins, like you know, in theater and stuff like that. So, in fact, Dick Van Dyke was actually uh, in Mary Poppins Returns as the character I played in the live action one, like the bank teller or the bank guy, whatever, the bank chairman, so some bank guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was dancing, dude's crazy, don't know how he still does it. Um, I think just because of how much I enjoy Mary Poppins and the musical aspect of it. Um, and since we already picked one of the live action Alice in Wonderlands, um, I think I want to give it to Mary Poppins. Yeah, I agree with you. All right, yeah. that ends uh, that ends the left side. Oh, wait, what's going Oh, okay, I see what it did there. Okay, so I, I guess we're doing the whole left side first, just the way this, this mode works. So we're going to be doing the left side, then we're going to be going to the right side. Um, okay, so I mean, this this should probably get down you know, a little bit easier. Um, so now we got the cartoon 101 Dalmatians going up against the live action Alice in Wonderland. Um, huh. I think for me personally, I'd probably take the live action Alice in Wonderland again. Because now, now I'm thinking now I'm thinking about which ones did I enjoy more, you know? I think I want to agree with you because as much as I love, you know, 101 Dalmatians, um, I think I slightly like Alice in Wonderland a little more. I like that it's weird. You know, I, I, I think that's kind of cool. Um, no, I agree. And I don't mind the look. So, yeah. yeah. All right. That was the one it is. Oof. Uh, okay. And I think when we uh, reverse the table, um, as much as I love Maleficent, again, there's just something, you know, about Cinderella. It's magical you know, the, about Cinderella. You know, yeah. just I mean, I feel like Cinderella was one of the movies that, like, kicked it off. For, for Disney, you know, and I mean, you just can't go wrong with this classic. I mean, any yeah, live action, you know, it doesn't matter what live action is put up. It doesn't matter what live action is put up up against. It's just that you know, it has the seniority and it has the nostalgic value, yeah. like that just kind of like overcomes everything. So that's better. That's better. Yeah, I got you. All right, yeah. Cinderella. Okay. Um, yep, Jungle Book. Don't even need to say anything about that. <laughs> it's just like even bigger like uh, now ooh. this is gonna be hard i mean I, you've already made a ton of arguments for the live action beauty and the beast i've made a ton of arguments for the cartoon winnie the pooh um i don't know um i mean seeing what this movie is going to go up against it is going to go up against the jungle book um so I feel like whichever one we picked here would win against the Jungle Book. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like a win-win situation. It just depends on whether or not, you know, this live-action take is better than... It depends. Like, now we got to think about in the sense, again, like, which one are we going to think about in the sense of which one will we more, like, which one would you rather sit there and watch? Well, the thing is, like, Winnie the Pooh kind of has, like, a soft spot in my heart. So, like, I... I probably still watch it to this day, even though I love the live action Beauty and the Beast, but I don't know. See now kinda... viewers, what do you think? <laughs> they're, they're <laughs> For those both, of you that are listening. <laughs> they're both very yeah, just we'll give you just, 10 just shout out shout out your answers in the car yeah. or at home, wherever you are. <laughs> yeah, just give it ten seconds. Yeah, I wonder what you guys said. Um, but 
if I'm thinking about just it, imagine, like, now, somebody was, just imagine like somebody listening to this or like watching this and like screaming at like the their phone or like, like computer. Uh, it's like, can you tell me which right, right. Um, <laughs> thinking about how you know Winnie the Pooh is a feel good character, right? You know, kid like imagination, characters people can relate to. Beauty and the Beast, it's a classic story. Now the thing with Disney, there's so many classic stories. Yeah. Because of the and fact I mean, that we haven't we, even we haven't even got to the second half of this list yet, and so I mean there are a ton of other princesses that like we haven't even covered yet, you know. Because of the fact that Winnie the Pooh has characters that represent things that a lot of people can relate to, I'm gonna give it to Winnie the Pooh just because I love of that. that. And I know what I love how you brought that up because I feel like that's a you know part of these movies, you know, or the characters that a lot of people don't know. So I love how you made that reference. Um, Okay, as much as we love Dumbo, I mean, I think just again, Aladdin, you know, that's just the way it has to be. Um, Uh, Again, same thing. I mean, again, even though these dolls look adorable, uh, it's got to be Lion King. (laughs) Some of these brackets are going to be hard then, you know. Um, Hmm. I I don't know. I I mean, remember so much about the second one. I have seen the second Maleficent. Mm-hmm. Again, there's the original Mary Poppins. I don't know if the original Mary Poppins is on this list. I well, guess the thing not. is, none of these, none of these are going up against anything. So one of these is going to move up to the to this spot right here. So it's going to face the winner against Aladdin or Lion King. So I mean, just keep that in mind. I wouldn't be upset if we went Mary Poppins here. I feel like I gotta pick. Because I think we could agree that like whatever. I think whatever live action wins here, I don't think it's gonna win against either uh, Aladdin or Lion King. You know? No, definitely not. It would be very hard. All right, yeah, we'll we'll give it to Mary Poppins then. Mary Poppins. Okay, and then we're back. uh, All right, Mm. so we got Alice in Wonderland and we got Cinderella. Um, again, is this one of those situations where it's just like the nostalgic classic beats out the the live action or is there an argument for why the Alice in Wonderland could be better than Cinderella? This no. this could be huge because I mean, you know, whoever wins this goes to the semifinals. And I mean, I'm I'm okay with Alice in Wonderland ending up in the quarters, but I just I don't think I could see it moving on until like the semis or, you know, even the final, you know? That's the thing. Like again, like again, Cinderella is like that it's 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 a classic it's it's you know it's it's disney that's the you know that that's that's what disney is alice in wonderland again it gives us a totally different look of what disney can do mm-hmm. um both very different stories you got a prince and a princess and you got alice in wonderland alice brings that wonder but cinderella brings that magic I think of what, uh, as much as I love Wonder, magic is what makes Disney. Disney yeah. And Cinderella brings is is magic. So yeah. I, I I feel like I gotta say Cinderella. I think I think this bracket is gonna be at least the left side is gonna be very cartoon heavy. Um. Ugh, okay. Uh, Jungle Book or Winnie the Pooh. Um. See, because now Winnie- I mean we've heard we've heard the bar- arguments for both. Movies, but then I think what you just said about how each character kind of re- represents a different like mental health issue that goes on in people's lives, with that theme behind it, you know, I think it adds a little bit more weight. Um, 
And I just feel that like, oh, I feel like cool. yeah, I, I feel like, you know, again, with, with this live action Jungle Book, I think it's good enough to make it to the quarters, but I just, when it gets up to some of the, the classic cartoons, it just, it can't be beat, so. Yeah. Oh, Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, this is uh, trend. Okay, I think before we even say anything, on the count of three, we're just going to say whatever movie we're thinking about at the top of our heads, okay? Already, three, two, one. Lion King. Lion King. Okay, there. You go. All right, that, that was easy. Okay. <laughs> I really thought you were gonna say Aladdin. To be honest, I was weighing, but the thing that really got me towards Lion King is I like Aladdin. Genie is what makes that movie. Lion King. Everybody makes that movie. It's just more people that make the movie. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Lion King. Plus Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, there's more memorable char- characters. Like everybody loves Simba and, and Nala and obviously everybody loves Scar, the hyenas, you know, Timon and Pumbaa. I mean, again, everybody loves Jasmine and, you know, Aladdin and the genie, but, you know, I just named like six characters over three characters. You know what so, I mean? Yeah. It's just, you know, again, they're both great iconic movies. Uh, Aladdin, if it was in any other bracket up against any other movie, it would take the cake, but unfortunately, in these brackets, you're gonna have two titans go head to head, and yeah. it's always gonna be a tough choice. Um, so yeah, all right, Lion King. Oh, okay, all right. Oh, now Cinderella versus Winnie the Pooh. Again, this one is is a little bit is deeper because we've. We've had Cinderella ride this train of just, you know, having it be nostalgic and magical and, like, being, like, kind of, like, the birth of, like, Disney cartoon. And, you know, I mean, she's, like, the original princess, you know? So it's, like, do you, does that, does everything labeled there trump out Winnie the Pooh and the nostalgic memories of being a child and having these imaginary friends and having them each represent a little part maybe of himself or maybe people in his family and that's why they act the way they do and... You know, that childlike wonder, you know, and I mean, do we do we bring this up to like another three, two, one situation and just, you know, say what's at the top of our top of our minds? I'm sorry, but I love the message behind Winnie the Pooh as much as I like the magic and, you know, of Cinderella and, you know, the story of a, a true princess, you could kind of say. Um, I feel like with just what Winnie the Pooh represents it's a stronger, it's a stronger film. Oh, okay. All right. Wow. wow. Okay. Yeah, we, we've been pretty good today. We, you know, we've been agreeing on the yeah. same things. I mean, I was going to go away in the poo too. So, I mean, you know, yeah. yeah. Okay. Again, like, right. yeah. Again, I think in any, again, same thing with Aladdin and Lion King, any other bracket, any other movie, I think Cinderella would go straight to the semis, you know, maybe even win the final. But, you know, again, Winnie the Pooh. And then I think now that we've unlocked, like, the deeper message behind it, like, there are there are going to be movies that are going to have a hard time competing with Winnie the Pooh, honestly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. Winnie the Pooh into the semis. Semis. Um, Lion King. Do we, do, do we, yeah, okay. I was like, do yeah, we even have to talk? I, I, I love Mary Poppins, but it's the Lion King. This is hard. <laughs> All right. This is probably the most difficult, if not one of the most difficult ones. Because uh, they both have great messages. You know? Yeah. Um, they both have great characters. You know, 
Yeah, let, let's see. Let, let's see what we got on this side. Um, it looks like we have a lot of remakes. Um, so we have like a lot of sequels going up against each other, or a lot of like unnamed or like unknown movies. Like I see, we got um, I forgot what this movie's called. Um, but we got Frozen. Um, you know, I see like another Cinderella. Like you know, we got Little Mermaid. So we got some like you know well-known movies on this side. It just depends on like if any of these could go up against either Winnie the Pooh or The Lion King. You know, so it's like it's almost like whoever we choose on this side is going to win the whole bracket. You know. See now, what I'm thinking about is in terms of. See now, I don't know if I'm thinking about in terms of enjoyability, watchability, or if I'm also thinking about in terms of what these films yeah, well, represent. Let's, let's 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 break it down, right? So let, let's talk about enjoyability. All right, I think. Me personally, enjoyability. Lion King gets the point in enjoyability. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean Winnie the Pooh is fun to watch, but I think people would probably choose Lion King more than they would Winnie the Pooh. So I think in the enjoyability category, The Lion King has it. Has it. Watchability. I think both these movies are tied. So I think there's nothing saying that anybody anybody could watch Winnie the Pooh and The Lion King. So I think they're both tied for that. But, you know, again, Lion King has two points now and Winnie the Pooh only has one. Um, the deeper message behind it, I think the point goes to Winnie the Pooh. Because, again, each of those characters represents a mental health issue. And obviously, mental health awareness is very prominent in today's culture. So I think the message would resonate more, you know, versus The Lion King. Um, uh, characters, I feel like both movies have really well-known characters. So I feel like they both get a point. So they're still tied, you know? They're, they're still tied when you break down the brackets. It's just, I, I think at the end of the day, this is just going to come down to our personal favorite and what we would sit down and enjoy more. Like, if me and you were to sit down and be like, oh, let's watch a movie. Okay, do you want to watch Wayne the Pooh or The Lion King? Like, you know, what what are we choosing? Like, you know, nine out of ten times. It would have to be Lion King. Yeah, I, I, again, as much as I really love Winnie the Pooh, I'm I'm thrilled that it made it to the final uh, to the semifinals because I, I feel like it definitely deserves um, the love. But there's just something about the Lion King that just cannot beat Winnie the Pooh, um, <clears throat> and that just comes out to our own personal opinion. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so Lion King is going to be the first movie that is in our our final match. Very cool. Hmm. All right, now we are starting with the other bracket. Um, I absolutely have no idea what the one on the right is, and never seen the one on the left. Oh wait, Fantasia. Fantasia is is awesome. I mean, like this is the movie that's like based off of like the live action performance that they have at the parks. Okay. Um, And yeah, that all the way. I've I've seen it once, but it's it's really good. I never even heard of this movie, Rescuers Down Under. Yeah. Um, so again, I, this bracket is going to be very easy for us to go through because I mean, a lot of these movies probably never even heard of, never even seen. Um. Ooh. Okay. Jungle Book Two. Didn't even know they made a second one. Or Peter Pan Disney Return to Neverland. Now, is this like a second movie, or is this how is this the actual name of the movie? You know what I mean? Like, is this like the first one, and it's just called Return to Neverland, or is it? Is this like no, a sequel? I, I think it's a second one because the look is very different um, from the first Peter Pan. Um, oh, my goodness. Um, I don't really like Peter Pan. Um, I'm assuming neither of these were really that good uh, because I didn't even yeah. know they had a Jungle Book 2. 
Um, I'm just going to say the Jungle Book, too. Right. Yeah, like I said, I mean, for those of you that are listening or watching, a lot of these movies or sequels, at least cartoon-wise, we probably have never seen. So, you know, just take it with a grain of salt. I mean, you know, we have no idea what we're doing. So (laughs) we're, we're just trying to use our best opinion. Ooh, Ralph Breaks the Internet 2 or Frozen 2? Um, I, I feel like this is not fair because both these movies are great. I'm trying to remember Ralph Breaks the Internet 2. Is the, is the original Frozen on this list? It doesn't um, look like it. No, it's not actually. Now, we both worked Frozen 2, and I, I like the music. And, you know, again, characters are pretty much the same. Um, the, the scene where Olaf dies temporarily is heartbreaking, and I cried. Yes. Um, I mean, should we... I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of want to give it to Frozen just by looking at it. I feel like it's not fair I, that these two are kind of matched up together, you know? I think I want to give it... I think I want to give it to Frozen, too. Yeah. All right. I mean... Ralph breaks the internet, like the first one and the second one. They're, they're I both do like great. Ralph. I think he's, you know, I think it's uh, it, they're good movies, but I feel like Frozen is just a little more. It's got a little bit more to offer, you know. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, and it, it, again, it's that it's that originality that we're looking for, where like whole new princesses and you know whole yeah. new whole new culture and area. Obviously, like you know, um, Elsa and Honor, they're you know based off of like Scandinavia and everything. So I mean, you know, you just got a whole new concept, but then you also got a new whole concept here. And you know, Disney kind of brings in like the retro gaming aspect to their world. Yeah, but I cool. just having them matched up against each other, it has to be frozen too. So agreed. Okay. Um Cinderella, Cinderella two versus Cinderella three. <laughs> I what? <laughs> I didn't even know there was three. I didn't even know there was two. See, this is what we're talking about. Where it's just again, what even it, this just goes to show. Quick, quick, uh, quick uh, tangent. This goes to show that even before live action, there were Disney cartoon movies that didn't do very well or are not well known at all. Like I had no idea that they made a second or a third Cinderella. And like oh, it yeah. seems like the third Cinderella is like a what if because it's like what if the slipper didn't fit question mark so it's like is this like a what if scenario if like Cinderella didn't get the slipper like that one seems more interesting than the second one. I was one. gonna say you know what based off of that what if scenario freaking give it the Cinderella three. <laughs> now um, I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you take this. Um, you probably haven't seen any of them, but I'm just gonna let you take it since you're just a big Little Mermaid fan. Oops. It's- so the one on the right is an origin story or like a prequel to the Little Mermaid, and then obviously the one on the left is the Little Mermaid two, which focuses on her and Eric's daughter. Her daughter's name is Melody. I love that name. Um, that's Ursula's sister, from what I know. Um, she also you know makes what? her Ariel's aunt, and then also makes the her Melody's great aunt. <laughs> I like the name. I like Melody. Um. Haven't seen either, even though I love Little Mermaid. Um, but I like the char- character of Ariel. 
and an origin story to me is better um than a second movie of a classic film because i just do not think you can do uh like again a little mermaid you cannot do it justice if you do a sequel um so i am gonna say ariel's beginning Ariel's beginning. Here we go. We got our resident Little Mermaid expert in the house. What is the other side like? Not have the live action. What even? What even are those? Beauty and the Beast, the extended, the enchanted Christmas special edition, or the Beauty and the Beast Bell's Magical World. What the hell are these movies? I don't even know. Why does the other side have like nothing but re like? Like, there's no original ones. Like, I mean, I, I was expecting... I should have looked at it beforehand, but... Right. Um, I would just kind of go Christmas one here. That's what I was going to say. It looks, it looks nice. All right, what is the next All right. one? Um, you know, I, I apologize to your viewers and listeners. Um, you know... What? <laughs> the Return of Jafar. <laughs> King of Thieves? Is he wearing an Elvis outfit? What's going on? Ooh, but it's starring Robin Williams, though. If it's got Robin Williams, give it to give it to the King of Thieves just because it's a cool name. And Jafar kind of looks mischievous here. Like, what's he, he looking does. at them like that for? Like, you know, yeah, what, what's what's going on down there? Pocahontas 2 and Mulan. This one makes no sense because what world are they journeying to if she was the one that lived in the Americas in the first place? <laughs> are they going to Europe? <laughs> Look, I didn't even know they made a second Mulan. The hell would it would it be about? Like Okay, now like, just... should should we should we look at these movies with like a grain of salt? So like okay, so for example, instead of seeing this as like Pocahontas 2 and Mulan 2, why don't we picture that this is Pocahontas and then this is Mulan? So knowing that this is Pocahontas now and then this is Mulan, which one, which one, and they're both the cartoons, because obviously they, I don't think they've made a live action Pocahontas yet. Probably Mulan. All right. Yeah, we're going to take, I mean, I like the story of Pocahontas. Um, I? I just think Mulan is a little bit more on it, you know? Yeah. Um, especially some of the songs in this cartoon, like, slapped. N not this one specifically, but just, you know, Mulan. Yeah. <laughs> Lion King 2 and the Lion King 1 and a half. I only remember this one because I remember this little kid and like how he was just like constantly picked on and ridiculed because like he was from that like Scar tribe of like lions. Yeah. I don't really remember anything about the Lion King 1 and a half, but it's an all new movie. <laughs> and it's you don't know the half of it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty uh, good. I feel like the second one is more popular. I really never heard anybody talk about one and a half. Um, I know it's out there, but again, I never watched it uh, myself. Um, so we're giving this to, and just keep in mind, I don't think there's been any live action movies on this side of the bracket. So no, we're, we're and they literally have a live action Mulan, and they we're kind of seeming a, we're, we're kind of seeming a little one sided here in our decision. But just know that like we're not doing this intentionally, you know. Um. Okay. Uh, pretend that this is the original Bambi, and then the original Brother Bear. Brother Bear. 
Oh really? That was can can you, can you just elaborate? Because I've never seen Brother Bear. So like, is it is it that good? Like that's better over Bambi? Um, just based off like the message and like story of it, um, along with the music, yeah, in my opinion, it's better than Bambi. I mean, but, ba- again, but, ba- but Bambi has Thumper. It does have Thumper, but um, I just I don't know. I don't find Bambi like super entertaining. I feel I would rather watch Brother Bear. It's but, got River but, Phoenix, but but Thumper and. It's got River Phoenix in it, I believe. Or is it Hakeem Phoenix? I think both of them are in it, actually. Or whatever. But personally, I, I'd rather have Brother Bear. But, are you are you fighting for Bambi because of Thumper? Yeah. I mean, if you want to give it to Bambi, I got no problem giving it to Bambi because it looks like nothing on this side is really going to compete with... I give it to Bambi because of Thumper. Scamp's Adventure. Give it to Scamp. Okay, see, this is one of the sequels that I, I have seen because I do remember Scamp. What was that name that we made for that that uh, Scooby plushie? What was it like Scrumpy? Scrumpy? Yeah, Scrumpy. Hey guys, what are we hearing? <laughs> hey guys. Oh, oh. What the hell is this? 101 Dalmatians 2? That's not a Dalmatian. <laughs> Okay, all right. It's going to Scamp's Adventure. Um, okay, okay. Pretend that this is the Emperor's New Groove, and then then this is Atlantis. Oh, I know Atlantis is a very underrated film. It is a very underrated film. Um, Emperor's New Groove. It's definitely funny. It's an enjoyable film. But I feel like because Atlantis is so underrated, I feel like you're going to want to give it to Atlantis, you know? Yeah, let's go for the underdog here. Burning here? Yeah, I mean, Emperor's New Groove is great. Kronk's New Groove, you know, you know, Kiss Kiss, you know, it's, it's great. Oh, um, but yeah, yeah, we'll give it, we'll, give, we'll show some love to Atlantis. You know, shout out all the, you know, TikTokers that cosplay that one attractive girl from Atlantis that has like uh, blue, blue paints on her. Yes. Very interesting. We'll say so. What? Ooh. Okay, pretend that this is the original Fox and the Hound and then the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Now, do we go for the cute story about two unlikely friends becoming friends in animal form, or do we go for the sad but yet wholesome story of the Hunchback of Notre Dame and how he just ends up having a happy ending? Hunchback's got some vocals. Um, Fox and the Hound. Did they want to do a, a live action Hunchback of Notre Dame? They could. Honestly, I think I it would think, do pretty well. I think they want to. I think I've heard rumors about it. Go for it. Um, Fox and the Hound. It's a sad story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know what I like about it too is I like how the woman. I don't know. If like she's a grandma or whoever that had the fox and the hound, and I guess you know was like, oh, the fox is too old. I have to get rid of it. Like um, she like looks like she is like distraught about it, you know. Mm. I feel like there's a lot of heart behind the fox and the hound because it is a sad story, and it probably realistically happens. Maybe not actually a fox and a hound. And when you like see clips of it, like on TikTok, and you read people's comments, they say it's like one of the most like emotional or like just like. Not like depressing, but like it's if they sit down and watch it, like not only is it like nostalgic and classic for them, but like it makes them like shed a tear like every single time. Give it to Fox and the Hound. Yeah, right. Give it to Fox and the Hounds. 
What's next? <laughs> okay, uh, Lilo, Lilo, and hey, hey, do you want to take this one? I mean, because you're you're a little bit of a stitch aficionado yourself, you know. Let's see, phone, we got phone, Leroy. Phone me, Kyla, real quick. Actually, <laughs> <Ask laughs> which one's better? <laughs> we got Leroy and Stitch, and then we got Lilo and Stitch too. Stitch has a glitch. Is that, is that what it says? Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. <clears throat> you know what? Because he's wearing a tie, giving it to Leroy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he just, I don't know. What the hell is this? All right. Um, I think we can give it to Fantasia here. Yeah. Yeah, going up against the second Jungle Book. Um, I, Again, I think we can give it to Frozen over Cinderella 3. Absolutely, even though I do like the one. Um, hmm. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you decide this, all right? Because you know you're the Little Mermaid guy, all right? I don't I don't touch the Little Mermaid. Let's see, we got the beginning of Ariel's. Well, which one sounds like a, a better story, like a nice enchanted Christmas with Beauty and the Beast, or the origin story, or the beginning of who Ariel was? I feel like we know who Ariel is in the first movie. Like we don't really do need. Do we though? But do we though? Like that's do we know how she got true. the way? Do we do we know yeah. how? Do she's we like truly. 20, do we truly know how she got the way she is in the movie? You know what? Maybe they go over how she got her voice because she's got a fantastic singing voice. And look, she she's looking at something here. I mean, this has she to be looking important. At something. You know? I don't know what that's something. And look at Sebastian. Look, look, look how look he's risen up these girls right here. Big chill, those those are Ariel's sisters. Those are the Mer sisters. He's risen up those Mer and sisters. It's got it's got flounder, you know. And, and King Charles like, is. Oh, Ariel, you know, like. And this this yeah. woman looks. Like, oh, I wonder if this is Ursula, maybe before she turned into like a octopus monster. She she was hot. Give it to Ariel. Okay, okay. <laughs> give it to give it to Ariel. All right. Okay, um, so I guess if we're pretending that this is like the first Mulan, obviously we would go with the first Mulan, right? Uh huh. I'm giving it to Mulan. Okay. Um, if we're pretending that this is the first Bambi, does this sway your decision at all? Yeah, give it to Bambi because we already have the original Lion King. Give it to Bambi. Okay. Um. Okay, if this is the original Atlantis and Scamp's adventure, are we giving it to Atlantis, or is there an argument to be made? I mean, Scamp is pretty cool. <laughs> well, who would Scamp go up against? He would go up against Bambi. Mm. I got a, got a heart for Scamp. Um, but Atlantis is an underrated film, and the look of it is very interesting. Uh, so sorry, Scamp. I'm giving it to Atlantis. Nothing personal, Scamp. Nothing personal. Okay. Um, pretends this is the original Fox and the Hounds. Fox and, and the Hounds. Get out of here, yeah. Leroy. Yeah, I was gonna say pretend that this is the the actual Lilo and Stitch, but then if we did that, it would probably just go straight to the final, you know. So then it's not, you know, as interesting, I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Get out of here, Leroy. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. This is tough, just because I feel like there's just something about this animation style and just the storytelling that is just so 
nostalgic and 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 well done but again frozen even though it's the second one it's such an iconic movie and i do love like i do i do like the story i do like that story i do like the look i love the music i mean i wouldn't mind giving it to frozen 2 i mean i it doesn't I bother me give that it much to frozen, honestly okay all right yeah we'll give it to frozen 2 what do we got next what do we got I will leave the floor to you. <laughs> Damn it. Um, Does Ariel's origin story beat out the first Mulan? Listen. I like Ariel. Listen, listen. We're talking about the original Mulan. I like Musha. I do like Mulan. She's pretty badass. Ariel? You know what's funny? I actually prefer the live-action Mulan over the cartoon Mulan. I really gotta watch it, uh, just because I've it's heard pretty it. good. Um, even though I know it's like pretty different, like in terms of like characters. Yeah, or but stuff. it was still an enjoyable film to watch. Um, you know what, Ariel? I will leave your beginning undiscovered, and I'm gonna give it to Mulan. Ooh, burn. Nice. Burn. All right. Oh. Okay, now we got, and again, for people that are listening, people that are watching, you know, this is the original Bambi. I know it says Bambi 2. I know everybody can see it. I know you're listening to me and hearing me say Bambi 2, but this is Bambi. And then this is not Milo's return. This is just the regular Atlantis. Okay? All right. Just to, just to make that clear, because I don't want any comments and being like, why are people, why are they saying that it's, it, but it's not? It's like, it really no. says Bambi 2. Why the heck are they saying Bambi? I don't know, Random Viewer. You tell us. All right. So do we give it to Bambi here? Or do we continue our underdog story? Because the underdog story can only go so far, you know? So it's like, do we give it to Atlantis just because it's underrated and it deserves the limelight? Or do we give it to Bambi? Because it's also a sad but yet beautiful uh, animal movie. And uh, Thumper is the best. I don't actually know what the story of Bambi is, besides her mother dying, and he's always getting raised up by that other like girl bunny. <laughs> because of Thumper, got gotta say Bambi. Yeah, Thumper. <laughs> okay. Uh... The original Mulan or Frozen 2? Mm. We got a great example of old animation versus new animation. That's true. That is true. Now, both very different stories. Mm, you can argue, though, that they are kind of both about finding yourself. In a way. In a way. Um... I just think the sad thing here is that like whatever we pick to match up with the Lion King, I don't think it's gonna beat the Lion King. Even if, even if I, Frozen Two like went all the way to the final, like I think Lion King takes the cake. You know, so I, I mean, think this we is both just, agree that Lion King is going to win. Yeah, I mean, th this is just like our per this is honestly just like our personal preference and like for fun. You know, so like whichever one we just think would make it as far as they could. Because of how much I love the characters in Frozen, like everybody on that poster, I love. Um. I want to. I want to. I want to give it to Frozen. You know, now that I've seen like all these like 
sequel movies. I gotta like go on Disney Plus and I gotta watch like all these sequel movies yeah, just, to, like, like... just to see like how bad they are if they're actually good and then we should like do a video come back and like just talk about like disney sequels and like just like shed some light on like all these movies it's like has there been a good disney sequel like um um all right so we got uh the original bambi or the fox and the hound i don't think thumper is beating fox and the hound here yeah as much as i love thumper i just think the fox and the hound has like a more tragic but yet beautiful story behind it rather than Bambi. I mean, yeah, like Bambi loses her mother, but then like at the same time, like I feel like there's a lot more emotional stuff happening in Fox and the Hound. That is very true. So as much as I love Thumper, I I think we've got to give it the Fox and the Hound here, right? Mm-hmm. All right, Fox and the Hound. Okay, um, and then I think for the final one, we have Fox and the Hound and Frozen 2. Now, dif- different stories. Got a lot of heart in both of them, honestly. Got a lot of emotion in both of them, too. Got emotion on different sides, though. Mm-hmm. Now, I think if we're purely looking at this matchup with emotion, the clips that I've seen of Fox and the Hound on TikTok, and that's only like a two, three minute video, right? brought me to the brink of tears, <laughs> okay? And Frozen 2 never really did that besides Olaf, okay? But if I could watch a three-minute clip of the Fox and the Hound and have tears coming out of my eyes and then sit there and watch a whole movie of Frozen 2 and only cry when Olaf dies, you know, that that's at least how much of an emotional impact it has on me when it comes to these two movies. Because you ever see those, like, TikToks where it's like, oh, what if this, like, movie was shot, like, vertically? Like, it was, like, oh, yeah. shot with your phone? And I saw one of the Fox and the Hound. It was like the most beautiful TikTok I've ever seen. It was like, and that was the one that like brought me to tears. Uh, we'll say because I care about emotion a lot. Fox and the Hound holds a heavy emotion. Give it to Fox and the Hound. All right, giving it to Fox and the Hound. Okay, and then last but not least, we have the Lion King. And we have Fox and the Hounds. Now, again, before we just say who the clear winner is here, I apologize. Uh, I thought this bracket was going to be a little bit more flushed out. Um, I know Disney has made a ton of other live-action movies. Um, but unfortunately, it only gave us a couple of live-action ones on the left side. But in all fairness, the left side of the bracket basically proved their point, where a lot of the live-action movies went up against their original classic ones. And again, they were just, both movies were just so good, but there could be arguments made for either one of them, you know? Um, And again, I mean, if anything, this bracket actually shed some light on another side of Disney, where just like how we talked about, you know, with live action and how like unsuccessful it, it is. I think the only sequel that I heard of on this list, on, on like the on the right side, was Lion King two, and yeah. then Lady and the Tramp two. Those are the only sequels that I ever heard of. So it just goes to show that Disney, Disney's bad luck with movies didn't start like just recently. Like they've done uh, sequels and even trilogies of their classic movies, and 
they're just so unheard of or they were just so if anything i don't think they were poorly done i think it was just they just couldn't capture the same magic that they did in the very first movie again cinderella you're never capturing that magic in the first cinderella in those next two films you know and then same thing with the little mermaid same thing with fox and the hound and brother bear and bambi and lion king and you know so on and so on um but i think that kind of gives us a good uh area to consider you know that the fact that like disney's been making these cartoon movies for a while too and you know obviously they didn't really have too many but i would actually love to do a video where we like break down like all the sequel movies and like we see like which one is the best you know just because i think it'd be fun like just to kind of like shed a light on like all these movies that like nobody's ever heard of before (laughs) Yeah, I gotta watch them. I mean, they're probably all on Disney Plus, unless like they want to wipe them from the face of the earth. It's kind of like um, the 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 Star Wars Christmas special. It's like we know it exists, but like it's just not out there because like it's apparently. Right. <laughs> like, um, again, so yeah, sorry. I don't think anybody's sitting down to like be like, oh boy. Lion King one and a half, like I, I don't, I just, I don't think yeah, right. that's a thing. Oh, Cinderella three, what would have had like no? But... All right, so is this safe? I mean, obviously it's safe to say we're giving it the Lion King. So there we go. Um, okay, I don't know what just happened, but um, there you go. Okay, look, Lion King won the bracket. Um, so obviously the the hardest side to choose from was the left side, but again, you know, we just went over. Um, a lot of the live action competition was on the left side. And if I knew the bracket was going to be this way, then we might have chose differently. But at the end of the day, that just goes to show that, you know, there are some live action movies that are just as good as their um, cartoon counterparts. And then there are some live action movies that are not good, you know, than their counterparts. Um, and then we saw a whole new side of Disney where there are, you know, trilogies or sequels being made that you know one nobody has heard about and obviously they haven't panned out um so i guess you know to summarize everything um which one is better disney live action or animation um i think right now the way it stands based on this bracket and based how we've talked about it for like the last two hours um i think we could say for now that disney animation will still reign supreme uh, until Disney, you know, gets their act together and they put out more consistent and more positive live action movies. Again, we saw a great number of live action movies on this list. Aladdin, Lion King, Jungle Book, Beauty and the Beast. But those were all like mid to like early 2000s. So we notice yeah. how like Disney's trend of live action has gotten progressively worse. So they did have some sort of formula figured out that was working great for them. They like all of a sudden they just like woke up on the wrong side of the bed and then instead of waking up on the bed they fell out of the bed and then they had no idea where they were. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then somehow they ended up in the backyard and then like now yeah, they're right? at the neighbor's house. Like <laughs> it's like oh Tim got out again, you know like. So. so it's like you know we see that if Disney could return to that magic that they had with the Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin, then you know they're gonna they're gonna have some success with live action. But I mean honestly. Again, the most recent live action was the Haunted Mansion. Obviously, nobody's really talking about that. Um, it's probably not going to really make a lot of money in the theaters. Um, so again, that just goes to show that unfortunately Disney is continuing on this negative trend for live action, and we'll have to keep our fingers crossed and pray that you know they get their shit together 
excuse my language, um, and uh, you know they found the formula to success again. So, but uh, that pretty much concludes our conversation. Um, this was a fun bracket to do, and uh, you know it was nice reliving some uh, classic Disney movies and you know remembering when we first watched them, and then now we're reviewing them like 20 years later. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, and uh, it was cool finding out that you know some of these franchises decided to like make more than one movie. Uh, but obviously we saw how that turned out, you know, except for late, <laughs> except for the Lion King and the Lady and the Tramp, those were probably more the two successful sequels. Cause I remember seeing plenty of clips on Lady and the Tramp two with, you know, Scramps adventures. I mean, cause, uh, and then again, Lion King, you know, we don't really remember much about one and a half, but Lion King two, you know, was more memorable. So, you know, there were some franchises that had some success, but you know, overall, um, you know, these forgotten cartoons, you know, sequel movies are just like the live action, um, you know, and they, they just need some improvement. So, uh, you know, we'll see uh, where Disney is uh, going to go in the future. But um, and obviously this just focused on like purely Disney. I mean, I know we know Disney owns like Marvel and, you know, Star Wars. So obviously we're not going to. I mean, this was just purely Disney, um, you know, and then live action versus, you know, their cartoon parts. But um, that kind of sums up our conversation. Um, if there is anything you would like to add, my dear brother, before we get into our uh, classic goodbye spiel, um, you know, speak now or forever hold your peace. Um, so I think we kind of both concurred that um, Disney can be successful in live action. And, you know, we know they are successful in animation. Um, they've proven they've made good live action films. They've proven they've made bad live action films. Who knows what the future holds? Um, we'll see. Um, I honestly feel like if Disney keeps going the way they're going, uh, I think they're going to end up making a decision at some point to completely just cut the idea of live action for a little while until they figure it out. Um, but overall, it was definitely fun to talk about. And you don't realize how many good films Disney really has had um, animated wise and how they've actually been able to portray that in live action. Um, again, guys, let us know on the socials, you know, what you think of Disney's live action, you know, or how you feel about animated and both live action. You think live action is just a money grab? Do you think it, do you like seeing it? Do you, it, it, it do you, you know, do you find it more enjoyable depending on the story? Like, you know, let, let us know in uh, the comments, you know, even on this uh, episode. Uh, but, you know, closing out, um, summer's almost over. Uh, summer movies are pretty much uh, over. Uh, Bobby and Oppenheimer with a big two. And then uh, we got TMT, T TMNT, uh, Turtles. And then we got uh, Blue Beetle. Um, so be on the lookout for that, um, you know, for the rest of your summer. Um, and again, we are Two Sons Podcast. That is Sons with an O, not a U, because we are two brothers. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, I believe my brother also runs a TikTok account. Um, many apologies for the lack of content. Again, We'll it get is Philip deep... underscore macaroni. Philip underscore macaroni for Two Sons Podcast. Um, I'm thinking like eventually when I when I change the username and everything back, I'm gonna make like an official like I'm gonna change it into like an official TikTok like for the YouTube at least. Um, so, I mean I know Joey, you know, he has one like that is called Two Sons Podcast. And that's supposed to be like the official one. Um, so. You know, my part is that I'm going to do, like, the YouTube one, so it's probably just going to be called, like, Two Sons of YouTube, and then I'm just going to, like, post when, like, the videos come out on YouTube and stuff like that. Um, 
maybe you should, you know, when you make the post for your, you know, Instagram and Twitter and stuff, maybe you should post them to the TikTok too. That's true. Um, see, trying to grow every day. Um, like a, uh, like I was saying, um, what's it called? Sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Sorry. <laughs> no, you got. I don't even know. <laughs> um, but as I said in the beginning of this episode, this will be our 49th episode. Um, so next episode is going to be our 50th episode, and that's a pretty big one. Um, so expect something pretty big. Seems um, like it's going to probably be like a more personal episode, you know, where we're just going to kind of have like a casual conversation. We're just going to talk about like, you know, the history of Two Sons Podcast so far, like what made us like really get involved in podcasting and made us like take that step into doing it and maybe going over like some of our like, you know, most like well-known episodes or our best episodes, you know, some memories we've made, like, you know, how far we've come, all the countries, you know, that you have listeners in and you know just truly what the podcast means to us you know and uh we'll see how long of an episode it is but you know it'll probably be like a more like like personal like emotional one yeah and again let's know if you you know like those episodes guys i know a lot of people listen to podcasts about just anybody's lives uh we're not going to get into detail about what's been going on in our lives uh but it has been a lot lately for both of us um so that's you know why we don't really get to be on schedule with our content uh, but, you know, we, uh, every week I try to say we hope for, you know, change and differences. And again, I'm still hoping for that. And I think it's close, I think. Um, but we'll have to see. Um, again, as much as we can get out, like, for example, it's a two and a half hour episode, you know, so that's that's good. You know, at least if we don't get it out every week, uh, we get out a good amount for you guys. And uh, again, interact with us on socials, whoever's out there, whether it's one or ten of you. Um Hit us up, DM me on Instagram, you know, let me know on Twitter, Facebook, whatever it is. Uh, interact with my brother's um, TikTok, because I know a lot of people are on TikTok. Um, just let us know what you think, what we can do, how you feel, you know, anything. Um, but again, guys, thank you so much for coming back or joining us for the first time um, at Two Sons Podcast. Um, have a great day. Have a great evening. Have a great night. Have a great afternoon. Don't do anything stupid. Be safe out there. Go check out Barbenheimer. Um, eat some good food. Take a nice nap. Overall, have a good. I'll leave the rest to my brother. That's a beautiful way to uh, wrap up your, your words there, my my dear brother. Thank you, um, sir. Yeah, I mean, like like Joey said, um, you know, we appreciate you guys every single time you come out for the episodes. You know, we we'll, we try to stay consistent. We try to have an episode each week. You know, but at the end of the day, um, you know, if you like these longer style episodes. Um, at least, you know, you'll probably be able to listen to it or at least watch it, you know, over a couple of days. Um, so that should give you, you know, your two sons fixed uh, for, for the week. But, um, you know, we'll try to stay as active as we can on the socials. You know, we'll try to update you with any, like, movie news, you know, when we uh, when they release the podcast and everything. You know, I think we could safely say that um, you know, I'm going to set the, you know, YouTube portion to be released tomorrow morning. And I'm sure my brother will probably set the podcast version to be released tomorrow before you know, we both go to bed. So the episode should be available um, tomorrow morning. So a nice way to start off your week. Um, I'm going to say probably around like 10 o'clock is when the episode is probably going to air. Um, both. So, you know, just check your platforms, you know, check the uh, social medias. You know, my brother will post when uh, the episodes are out and uh, everything. Um, so, uh, you know, just like I said, give us a follow on those and, um, yeah, you know, like he said, everybody, please be safe. Um, you know, have a good rest of the summer. Um, don't do anything stupid. You know, like I said, go back, enjoy some of our previous episodes, enjoy, uh, 
enjoy this one. Like I said, you know, besides this one, go check out the other one that I posted a couple of days ago. And um, like I said, you know, some of you are not subscribed um, or not following us that are listening to us. I see the numbers. I see it. So that 15, 15% of you are not subscribed. So if you're coming back for the YouTube videos, if you're interested, uh, please you know, just give us a, a subscribe. Um, you know, it means the world when I see like one extra viewer or, you know, one one extra subscriber, um, especially on the TikToks. You know, if I post a TikTok and I have like a hundred, hundreds and hundreds of views, don't be afraid to drop a subscribe. You know, I mean, we're, we're a good couple of guys. So, you know, come back for more, yeah. you know, see if we're, uh, we're not professionals, but, you know, if anything, that should give you a more casual feel well, to professionally it. Professionally awesome. Exactly. You know, we don't have these fancy cameras or fancy setups, but, you know, we speak from the heart and, you know, this is something that we're passionate about. So, you know, I don't care how we do it. As long as we do it, you know, I'm happy. So um, with that, once again, thank you guys so much for coming out today for our episode. Uh, you know, please look out for, you know, any announcements on the socials, uh, you know, check back on YouTube and Spotify and all those good platforms tomorrow morning. Um, be safe. Have a good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. And we will see you all in the next one. Goodbye for now. Goodbye.